Rob has a podcast. And now here's the guy who is famous for owning a legacy disadvantage. I am Rob Sisternino. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Rob Has a Podcast. Here we go. First episode of Survivor Ghost Island. We've got a great guest joining us here today, Joe Mena from Survivor Heroes versus Healers versus Hustlers. He was one of the healers, and he is going to be here with us. Some would say he was just a heel. Others would say healer. And so we will talk with Joe and hear everything that he has to say about this new season. We didn't get to talk to him after Survivor 35, so I'm excited. I'm sure we will spend some time on that as well on Rob has a podcast back here in the regular season and ready to go for a good 12, 13 weeks of Survivor Ghost Island. Really enjoyed the premiere last night. Lots of fun stuff from the know-it-alls. Got my exit interviews in this morning. Got to speak with both Stephanie and Jacob, two people I was very high on going into the season. And again, another reason why I'm bad at predictions, but I thought that they were both a lot of fun. Be sure to check that out. And also, if you haven't listened to it yet, I know there was a lot of stuff going on between The Amazing Race and Celebrity Big Brother. And so, for some people, first one out got lost in the shuffle. But for whatever reason, if you missed it, it's one, you sh- can still go and check it out if you want to listen to all of it because you get to really get to know these players and the outstanding work that Josh did and that Taryn Armstrong put together as an editor. But this final episode, episode number eight, and really if you listen to Monday's episode as well where Josh spent time on Ghost Island, he spent the night on Ghost Island and had a very traumatic experience, much more traumatic than we saw for Jacob or Donathan, if you can believe it. And he has this really great final piece that it is about two hours long, but trust me, trust me, you're going to want to listen to the whole thing. I think it's going to be worth it. So if you have some time after this weekend or over the weekend, you want to go back and listen to that, check that out. And of course, uh, I will be talking with Josh on Monday when we get back to the Wiggle Room. So get your wand off entries in at Wiggle Room at robiswebsite.com. And of course, uh, my voicemail podcast coming up with Randy Bailey this weekend. We'll record with Randy on Saturday. So if you want to get calls in for Randy, Rob has website.com slash voicemail or 323-282-RHAP. Before we get Joe Mena on the line, let me take a moment and thank our sponsor for this episode of the podcast and a new sponsor and very excited to have these guys on board. They're called Legacy Box. Legacy Box does something that's really amazing. I know so many of us have home movies and we have them on all these different formats of devices that we no longer have. So you have movies from when you were a kid and they're on VHS tapes, but you no longer own a VCR. You have no way to watch any of these tapes. Legacy Box comes in and they solve that problem for you because they send you this ultra protected box, this crate where you can send your tapes to Legacy Box and they are going to be able to take them and convert them to a digital format, whether you want a DVD or a thumb drive. They are going to take such good care of your stuff. You're not going to have like a Jenna Lewis situation where, oh my God, we don't know where the tape is. They're not going to do that. This is what they specialize in. Legacy Box is the world's largest, most trusted digitizer of home movies and photos. And they've been in business for 10 years. Over 400,000 families have trusted Legacy Box and all the work is done by hand right here in the USA. What we were able to do is I have a bunch of tapes from when Nicole and I first got together that were on mini DV 
And if I want to watch those, I have to go and find the camera and the battery doesn't really work and try to hook it up to the TV. I don't even have a TV that has the RCA inputs that are available. The TV is on the wall. It's a whole production. And what they were able to do is convert those mini DV films into something that I can have digitally and keep on a computer or in the cloud. And I will never have to worry about losing it. Again, you just send in the tapes and in a couple of weeks, you get your digital copies back. They keep you informed. They send you up to 12 email updates. You could start with just a few tapes and end up digitizing your whole library. So they've got a great offer for you. You could save 40% with the promo code Rob. There's never been a better time to digitally preserve your old home movies, film reels, and photos. Visit LegacyBox.com right now to get started. Plus, for a limited time, you've got this great exclusive discount. Go to LegacyBox.com slash Rob and get 40% off your first order with this great deal. Legacy Box starts at just $45 or save up to $200 on the largest Legacy Box kit. Go to LegacyBox.com slash Rob to save 40% today. All right, everybody. I'm very excited to bring in our guest. I've been looking forward to talking with him for a while that he is one of the standouts from Survivor Heroes versus Healers versus Hustlers. The always polarizing Joe Mena. Wow, what an introduction. Yes, Joe, your song. She played it today. Like, I was in the car, Little Man was in the back, and he's like, why are you playing that? And I'm like, well, today I'm going to be with Rob. And he's like, okay. And I'm like, I just got to get amped up. This is my joint right here. Yeah, you got pumped up from uh, the douchey guy. Yeah, yeah that's, that's my, it's, it's a good song. It's a good song. <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's a great song. And uh, it really was a memorable moment last season and uh, excited to talk with you. And, and we didn't get to talk to you uh, in the off season. And so I'm, I, I was really looking forward to uh, getting to catch up with you, Joe. All right. Same here. Yeah, let's, uh, answer this question for me. That Am I pronouncing your last name right now? Is it Mena? It's Mena. Not. You nailed that on the nose. Right. Little man's happy. You know, you corrected. I, I think you and uh, Wiggler uh, did a little correction uh during the season and uh, he's excited. He's happy now. Yeah. How old is your son? He's uh 10 soon to be 11 has a mustache, goatee, the whole nine. <laughs> it's, 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 it's too much. You know, he thinks he's a teenager. He thinks he's a grown man, but uh, he's still, he's still my little baby. Yeah. And he listens to just the wand off or he listens to podcasts also. No, stuck. I mean, he doesn't have a choice. It's my car. It's my gas. And I listen to what I want to listen to. And uh, yeah, he listens to all the podcasts with me. So he listens to, to the know-it-alls. I mean, uh, the last one he didn't listen to all the sex stuff, especially with Mike. It was, <laughs> with it was Dr. Way- Mike. No. Yeah, with that guy, I was like, ah, pause. Let's listen to something else. <laughs> Mike's always extra, and it's not. You know, he's only so. Yeah. Enough is enough. Yeah. So, how has everything been uh, since the end of the season? Uh, it's been good. It's been great. You know, back to regular life. You know, just focusing on my career. You know, I'm a family man, taking care of the family. So. Just uh, regular smegular life, nothing special, you know. Yeah, uh, working and, and family. That's it. Okay, so were you pumped up to see the new season come on, or do you feel a little bit like, hey, well, you know, we weren't done with our season yet? Yeah, no, I was gassed up. Like yesterday, I was really amped up. Last night, like I was all into it. Uh, my girl, my son was like, "Yo, chill. This is not your season." I'm like, I was really amped up. 
I went on Twitter. I was throwing tweets out there. I was upset with casting. Like, y'all, y'all screwed up. You should have put me on season 36. But um, I love season 35. It was great. And mm-hmm. I'm excited. I mean, it's, uh, it's a new theme. I think people out there to play. Um, and I'm just excited to see how, you know, things just turn out. You know, one of the things that I, I really, I don't know. I know you were a fan. But I don't really know, you know, how big of a fan you were coming into all this. So what, what's your Survivor backstory? Um, I started watching Survivor maybe like seven years ago. Um, I watched a lot of reality television. I mean, I watched Team Mom, you know, uh, The Challenge, 90 Day Fiance, you name it. Like things that you just wouldn't think that I watch, I watch. So I'm all about like drama and just watching, you know, I guess stupid shit. And um my uh, my chief was like, hey, Joe, you uh, you should watch Survivor. You would do great on that show. And I'm like, Survivor, that shit's fake. Like, there's no way that Survivor's real. I'm sure they throw like a power bar somewhere in there. And uh, I think the first season I watched was actually, um, I forget what it was. I think like Heroes versus Villains was airing or whatnot. And I got into that. And then from there, I just binged. I watched like literally every episode um, you know, some, some seasons are boring. I'll fast forward through the episodes, but, um, I watched every season and I just became a fan, but I watched it mostly for like entertainment purposes. Like I'm huge on characters. I could care less about strategy or anything like that. Um, so I just, you know, I just watch it as, you know, just for entertainment purposes, really. That's it. And did you apply before you ended up getting on the show last season? <laughs> nah. So the way it worked out was, uh, one of my coworkers, he was like, oh, we need to make some money somehow. So wait, let's go on uh, Amazing Race. And I'm like, what you mean Amazing Race? So he he used to play for like UConn and he's like Ray Allen's like right hand man. So he's like, yeah, you know, you're the PO and I'm like, I'm a PO now. But, uh, you know, I'm an ex-athlete and maybe, you know, they'll pick us. And I'm like, ah, sure. Why not? Well, at the time, uh, Amazing Race wasn't even taking um, any applications. So I was like, screw it. Let me just try the Survivor. I, I, you know, I, I did the application next thing you know, um, production, I mean, uh, casting calls me like two months later. And then from there it was, it was, it was a wrap. Yeah. And, uh, were you surprised that it was that easy to get on the show? Yeah, I was like, hold <laughs> up. I was like, they crazy if they're gonna pick me. Like those I was like, there's no way that they're that you know I'm gonna be selected. And then um Caitlin was like uh which is you know in casting, she was sure. like, I, it's gonna be a uh, a tough sale, but I think I can make it happen. I'm like, I right, do what you gotta do and let's make it happen. I guess Lynn wasn't really big on me. She didn't even want to bring me out to LA. And then ten seconds with Lynn, she loved me, and then from there it was a wrap. Yeah, I think she likes a uh, straight shooter like you. Yeah, yeah. So uh, yeah, so it kind of worked out. Yeah. All right. Well, talk to me about Survivor Ghost Island. Uh, were you high on the two-hour episode last night? Yeah, I mean, there's no way that the season is going to be a bad season. It's like literally impossible. Wow. Um, season 35. I mean, we didn't have a reunion, right? They used our reunion as a vessel to kind of promote season 36, right? And there's no way that CBS and Survivor is going to like, yeah, I mean, I think there's a lot of advertisement and, and there's, a, there's a big movement behind it. And I feel like the theme alone, if the if the cast is horrible, which I don't think they are, I think the theme alone would would make it a decent de- uh, season. And in addition to that, um, the editing, I think season 35, we we got a really good edit and I think it will carry over to the season. And just based on yesterday's episode, I think it was. I mean, overall, I was excited. I think, um, you know, Jacob's got a lot of like heat on like social media. And I think 
I think the dude played good. I mean, yeah, he got voted out, but he's a fan. He went out there. He played hard. Like, that's what you're supposed to do. Like, you're supposed to go out there and play and not sit on your ass like a lot of people do. And unfortunately, just, you know, the cards weren't dealt right, and he went home. But um, I'm excited to see what the, you know, the rest of the players have up their sleeve. Yeah, he did go out there, and he played very hard. I thought he was a lot of fun to watch. I feel like with him that if he never saw an episode of Survivor and you put him out there that he would have been a lot better off. Uh, yes and no. I mean, the fact that he was, I mean, at one point he said, Hey guys, I'm going off to explore. And then later in the episode, Libby was like, he was gone for three hours. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, you don't do that in survivor. Like I, right. I but from what I hear, a lot of people do it. I mean, I heard that Ty goes off for like hours and he's allowed to do that. Um, I was not allowed to leave camp for more than 10 minutes. So I don't know how previous players pull it off, but um, that was crazy for him to do that. And I think the reason why he was comfortable doing it is because he's probably heard, you know, dozens of ex-players saying, hey, I left camp for an hour and I looked for an idol, you know, during that time. So, um I don't know. I think he came out there to play to, you know, he went out there to play and he did. I can't knock him like that's. I did the same crap. So I really can't say much. Yeah. But at the same time, you were also policing against people going out and doing that. There's that moment in the first episode of your season. I think it's the first episode where Dr. Mike is out looking for the idol and you stop him and you basically say like, look, I know what you're doing. I know what you're up to. So do you feel like it's important to be like on offense and defense against the idol hunters? Oh, absolutely. I mean, if you, there's no way you could allow anybody else to look for the idol. I mean, the reason why I confronted Mike was obviously um, he was looking for the idol. Uh, but most importantly, it was I wanted him to not look for the idol because I wanted to look for the idol. So, um, you know, if I was uh, if I was part of, um, you know, Jacob's tribe, there's no way in hell I would let him just go out there and look. I mean, this just wasn't going to happen. Um, so, yeah, you got to be on defense and on offense when it comes to idols. You have to be the first one out there looking um, and making sure that nobody else is looking. So if you got to create some type, some type of paranoia, uh, you're going to have to do that. If you want to, you know, you're not supposed to call out anybody on Survivor, but I don't follow the rules. And I, if, if you're looking for an idol, I'm going to call you out. And the reason why I'm going to call you out is because I want everyone to have a target on you. And I want everyone knowing that you're looking for the idol and nobody else is going to look for the idol. And then you wake up in the middle of the night, like Don did, and you go find the idol, you know? Yeah. Um, so you do things for a reason. Now, if I recall, I think that you did that first, right? You found the second idol that you found last season when you went out in the middle of the night to go look for the idol. Yeah. Nighttime is the best time. Um, unfortunately it's, it's, uh, it is dangerous a tad bit. Um, and you really can't see much, but it's really the best time to look for an idol because you know, no one's going to be trailing you, you know? Um, and, uh, you know, kudos to, to Dom for finding that because, uh, that beach I'm very familiar with because that beach was actually, uh, Healer's first beach. So that was Soko's uh, beach. And it is pitch dark out there. You can't literally you can't see anything. So, um, yeah, kudos to him to finding that. Now, when everybody is in the tribe sleeping, does somebody stay up with the fire or is everybody just going to sleep? And I'm not sure if that was, you know, particular to where I was in the Amazon. I don't remember if we did that in uh, the in Panama. But does is like there's just a fire, get it really hot, and everybody just goes to sleep, and then somebody can go and escape. 
Uh, my season, that's how that's how we did it. We just went to sleep. No one really um, kept up with the fire, especially at like Soku with the healers. Mm-hmm. We were just uh, – it was a spa out there every day. So we didn't really care about anything. We just did our own thing. Um, at the merge, I mean, no one really stood up. We would kind of watch it. Uh, but people just – they're just knocked out. They're snoring. I mean, sleep is – is it's key, right? Um, but for people like obviously like myself and, and Dom and, you know, other players, I mean, that's when you take advantage of um, of everybody else, you know, being sleep deprived. Right. And are you even more impressed with Dominic? Because you knew where to look at nighttime. You at least like said, OK, I got to go back to the well and dig this up. Whereas he was like, you know, uh, exploring the jungle in the pitch black. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, I, I'm impressed. I don't know how you pulled it off. I mean, it's funny because Mike, in my season, he would wake up literally every single night and look for an idol, you know. And um, at the time, we only actually had one cameraman. So that cameraman would go off and follow Mike. And then I would go off and follow Mike and the cameraman. Like, the cameraman and Mike had no idea I was following them. But <laughs> – I, I don't know that maybe that's the reason why, uh, what's his name, Chris kind of called out Dom, like, hey, do you have the idol? Like, maybe, you know, Dom thinks he was sneaky, but maybe, you know, Chris was aware that this guy went off at night and maybe he followed him. You know, we don't know um, the entire story, obviously, based on the edit. But, yeah, I'm definitely impressed. Regardless, if you're out there at night looking, I mean, at the merge, I went off for like a, a good maybe like half an hour, 45 minutes to look for an idol. And I mean, I ran into all type of trees. I fell. The cameraman didn't help me out at all. I'm like, dude, I'm lost. Flash the light. Do some shit. Do something for me. And he was like, nah, you're on your own. Um, and uh, it, it, it's tough. So, yeah, kudos to him. All right. So Dominic ends up having this idol and now that, you know, he has some protection in the game. But he has this conversation with Chris where he ends up saying to him that I'm going to show you something. First, Chris asks if he has an idol. He says no. But then he ends up showing him the real note and the fake idol. What did you think of that as a game move? Uh, this, you know, I, I look at things completely different now since I played the game. Right. Um, I, we, we don't know what transpired prior and after that. So, I mean, we don't know that like, what we saw was, uh, when Chris questioned Dom, like, Hey, do you have the idol? Dom was like, no, I mean, that, that could have been followed up with, you know, Chris saying, Hey Dom, I saw you last night. Um, you woke up and, and you were looking and I followed you for a bit. And then Dom was just he had to show him something because he was caught red handed. Um, and I think that's probably what happened. Something tells me that Dom's just not just going to just give out information. He doesn't seem like that type of guy. He seems like a, he's a player. Um, but who knows? I mean, he could he could be an idiot. You know, when you're out there, you just you you, you know, you do things that you normally wouldn't do. So I don't know why he did that, because at the end of the day, even if he gives him the fake idol, um, Chris is well aware that he that Dom does have an idol because of, you know, obviously the, the instructions that comes with the idol. So a lot of people have made the comparison that Dominic is a player that is similar to yourself. If you were out there with somebody who you felt like was similar to you, would you want to play with that person or would you want to get rid of that person? Um, it depends. I mean, I don't know. What would, what would you do? I mean, it's great to have someone that plays aggressive like you do, because like in my season, I felt like I was, I stuck out like a sore thumb because I was so aggressive. Right. 
Um, so if I'm playing with someone that's aggressive, I'd rather play along with him. Um, just because, you know, I could use them as a shield. It's like, you know, two, two big guys, right. You know, you don't want to get rid of the, the other big guy and be the only big guy. Cause now everyone's going to put the target on you and you're, you're the single target. So I would definitely play, you know, I, I want to play with aggressive players, you know, um, use them as a shield. Um, so I would, I would love to play with someone like Dom, Tony, anybody that that's more aggressive than I am or as, as aggressive. So having played the game, like you did the first time that do you feel like it, it's better to be aggressive than to be defensive? Because my my natural you know feeling in the game is you know I I don't want to be too too defensive, but I think I'd rather react to you know get a, a lay of the land and read what's going on and then make the best decision. So could you just talk a little bit about what's the advantage of sort of being the aggressor and then getting all the other players reacting to you? Action is quicker than reaction. So you just mentioned the players have to react to my action. Um, and in addition to that, what you're doing is you're setting the tone of the game. You know, if they, if, if, if the game is going slow and everyone just wants to sit on their ass and not really do anything and you're aggressive, you're forcing them to play. You're forcing the game to speed up. So because of that, you're, you're somewhat of, 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 you know, you're in control of some sort. Um, so, I mean, for me, I mean, it didn't pan out. I only lasted 30 days, but I felt that by being aggressive, you know, um, I I was kind of just speeding up the game a little bit um, and people were reacting to my actions. Not I wasn't reacting to their actions. So I guess that's the advantage. Um, and a disadvantage is, you know, you're going to stick out like a sore thumb. You know, mm-hmm. people don't want to play with anyone that's aggressive or constantly, you know, thinking two, three, you know, moves ahead or, you know, really trying to change the pace of the game. Which direction do you think that the game is moving in? Because I do think it sort of ebbs and flows where, you know, the aggressive players, you know, have it, have an advantage. And then we get into a period where it's more of the, you know, it's, it's kind of like the NFL where, uh, although it's been a lot of offense for a while, but you where then uh, defensive games might end up being better off. Cause I think that we are, we are coming back out of the big moves era a little bit. Um, the way I feel about it is I don't, I don't follow trends. Like I could care less. Like my thing is go out there and just play the game because there's only going to be one winner There's a very, very, very slim chance that you're going to win. So play your game, you know? Mm -hmm. So when you do get voted out, you know, you're content with yourself. You know, there was no way I was going to be content being voted out doing absolutely not nothing and not being aggressive and not being true to myself and calling people out and being honest. And, 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 you know, that's, that's just who I am. Um, and it was easy for me to, to, to do that in the game because I wasn't fake. I wasn't phony. I wasn't trying to be anything else. So it wasn't like anyone could call me out on, Hey Joe, you did this. And no, I didn't do that. Like I'll call you out on your shit because in reality you did do that. You did say that. So I caused chaos based on on truth. I didn't cause chaos. Like, you know, you know, I'm both. got Tony, Tony caused chaos by just lies and just, you know, constantly going around and just manipulating the situation and lying. The way I caused chaos was I just called out everybody on, on, on what they said, like, you know, on, on the truth alone. Um, I don't know if that answers the question or not. Yeah. I think it's a, is uh gives us some insight into, uh, you know, how your brain works. I think that's, uh, you know, fun stuff to get. I, I want to go back to Jacob and what he was doing on Ghost Island and where he came up with this idea to make the fake idol and then went back and told everybody about how, 
hey, everybody, I've got a fake idol or I've got a, I've got an idol and I'm playing it at the next tribal council. Did you like the way that he approached that? <laughs> no, I don't know what he was. Uh, I don't know what he was thinking. I mean, first of all, because uh, that, let me just tell you from my exit interview with him that yeah. his because I asked him about this and what he said was that he felt like that he didn't want to be the victim of a uh, flushing the idol where he they, they would have put like you know five votes on him and and you know three votes on somebody else and then even though he his idol doesn't work and then he could have still been voted out. He felt like that if he said, hey, I'm playing it no matter what, they would have just said, OK, well, let's not even waste our votes on him at this next vote. We'll get him the time after that. I mean, this guy's a super fan, right? I mean, <laughs> yeah. I yes. mean, if the guy's a super fan. I mean, he should know that someone's going to call him out on like the parchment. Like, wh- wh- where's the instructions? Like, wh- where is it? You know, and, and Brenda did that right away, instantly. Um, so wouldn't you just rather go there and not say anything and have everyone maybe jump to the conclusion that you do have an idol and they will split the votes and then you could kind of work a different angle and maybe get the majority somehow in some way because you're splitting it. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So I think that's where he failed. I mean, I think he was thinking like maybe four steps ahead of the game and when he should have just like, you know, saw it a little bit closer, like, Hey, let me just go in there. Everyone's, you know, no one knows what ghost Island is anyways, you know? Uh, but I think everyone kind of jumped to the to assumption that, Hey, there's some type of advantage. Um, ghost Island to me, I don't know if it's really an advantage going there. <laughs> like the guy went there and he gets an advantage, but he had a gift it to somebody yeah. and got a bigger target on his back, you know? Um, so what he should have done is actually go out there and spend another three uh, hours looking and getting and securing the idol. That's what he should have done. Um, but you know, could have, should have, would have, but I think, um, he should have came back to camp and just looked for the real idol. Maybe, you know, said, Hey, this is an idol and actually secured the real idol, you know? Yeah. Do you think that all of the things that get found on ghost Island, that somebody will have to send them to another person in the same way that there were a couple of things like the, you know, advantage that or the idol that Ryan sent to Chrissy or like how Jessica sent the, uh, disadvantage, off to Devin in your season. Do you think that everything at ghost Island will be like that? We have to send it to somebody else when you get something. I would hope not, you know, um, but I, I could see that happening. Um, what, what, what I was surprised with was the fact that there's still, uh, idols hidden back at camp. Right. So with, with the introduction of, of ghost Island, I just felt like there was going to be no idols back at camp, but there are. So I, I think that's, I, I that, that that could happen. You know, you go to Ghost Island, everything's a gift. Um, I'm ho- I, I would hope not. That would be kind of, I think, odd and boring. But um, let's see what happens. The reason why I could see why they did it that way is that they might feel like, okay, well, you're already getting immunity from the vote by going to Ghost Island. So maybe that's too much of an advantage for a player to go to Ghost Island to like for a Jacob that he goes there. He misses a tribal council. He's, you know, basically immunity for the next round. And then on top of that, he gets an advantage where at least then he gets immunity. And then also he has to send an advantage to somebody. But it's not like this super powerful place where you could just dominate the game by going back to Ghost Island. And then, you know, you're safe every vote and you're just stockpiling these advantages. 
Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I think it's a disadvantage. I wouldn't want to go to Ghost Island. Like, the way, you know, look at Dom. I mean, uh, Donathan. He went to Ghost Island, and he didn't get an advantage. I mean, the only advantage he got was a crap load of, of, of rice. You know what I mean? I think that's the best advantage of Ghost Island right now, that you could just eat, you know, a, a few cups of rice on your own. Actually, a whole a whole pot of rice. Mm-hmm. Um, but besides that, I mean, I, I mean, it hasn't, hasn't, I haven't seen the benefits yet. It's still early. It's obviously just one episode, but, um, yeah, I can see that happening. That 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 would kind of suck, though. I you know, I just throw the idols out there. I'm all about, you know, a lot of a lot of fans are not, um, they're not big fans on like the advantages and the idols. Um, they call it gimmicks. I'm all about the gimmicks because I, I, I watch it for entertainment purposes. You know, purposes. I, I'm a fan. You know, I'm, I'm a viewer, so I want to see idols. I want to see advantages. I want to see blind sides. As a, as a player, it sucks, but as a viewer, I think it's. Uh, I'm all for it. Let's talk a little bit about uh, Stephanie Gonzalez. And she was somebody that I was really high on going into the season, Joe. I, I looked at her and I said, I think that this could be another poverty. I really did. I thought that she was going to be so great. And I was so surprised that she was the first person voted out of the tribe. Um, honestly, I'm not really surprised, man. I, I'm going to I'm going to say that um, most Hispanic females just don't do well in the game. I mean, uh, there's a few that do. I mean, look at the queen of uh, of Survivor. Sure. I mean, uh, Sandra. I mean, Mama C made it to the final three back in season thirty. Um, I mean, there's some exce- you know exceptions. I mean, I remember like Susie. I, I forget. Mama C is Spanish. Yeah, she's Puerto Rican. Yeah, she's, I thought she um, was Italian. Nah, she's Puerto Rican. Yeah, so um, who knew? I try to keep track of all my Hispanic uh, players. You know. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, so even like um, I I think her name is Susie. Like uh, the yeah, season that Bob won, Susie Smith. Yeah, yeah. There you go. Um, and there was another one, an older uh, woman in, in Guatemala that made it to Lydia. like like Lydia. Yeah, so, Lydia. Yeah, so there's some. You know, those are like the only Hispanic females that that did well. Everybody else gets like eliminated quick. I mean, mm-hmm. um, they don't even make it like midway. You know, they either they're on the show. Uh, focusing on twerking or they're falling in love. Like, that's what happens. You know what I'm saying? No shots fired, but that's just what it is, you know? Yeah. Um, the women that you so mentioned, I, though, they were all, you know, uh, older women, at least older, in their yeah, 30s. Older. Yes, yes. Um, I guess the, the younger ones just failed. But, um, yeah, so I, I, but I was surprised, too. I felt like she would make it far. Um, so I was surprised myself. I was I was really rooting for her, obviously. Um and uh, it just it just didn't work out for her. I don't like based on the edit. I don't know where she went wrong. Uh, maybe because she was just vocal. Um, I could see Jenna and, and Stephanie, uh, the other Stephanie. You right. know, I guess they were close. Um, and she was just out in you know in the outside. Um, and they decided, hey, you know, I, who was who was that Ghost Island at that point? I think that was when Jacob, Jacob was. Had gone. Right. Yeah, Jacob went. Yeah, so um, it was by default. It, it's sad, but. Um, yeah, someone had to go home, but I was disappointed too. I wanted her to, you know, at least get to the merge. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, rep for Florida and Puerto Rico. You know, I'm all about my Hispanics, but uh, it didn't work out. But um, yeah, it's it's a common theme, I think. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, what's a common theme? Uh, the, the the younger, like the Hispanic woman in general. I mean, I think the Hispanic males do fairly well, uh, but it's just not the woman. Yeah. 
it did seem like uh, just from talking with her and what I've been able to put together, it was more that the women didn't want to work with her for whatever reason. The women and Donathan seemed like that they were more out on her where it sounded like that maybe that Brendan and Michael and maybe James might have been more in favor of keeping her around but it seemed like that uh you know donathan was out on her and then it seemed like a couple of the other women josh talked about it in uh first one out that libby was really pushing for uh gonzalez to go home uh, there you go you know it's a cat fight you know how women are it's a cat fight and uh yeah she didn't fit in and uh she went home um but that's the game of survivor you know i mean there's a it's a, whoever just doesn't fit in or whoever's extremely vocal um, you know, they'll find any reason to vote you out. And, uh, I guess she didn't fiddle, you know, she didn't get along with the rest of the girls. Yeah, I didn't even think she was that vocal. Um, I think there was one point that, uh, you know, I think she, she took credit for something that, that Donathan, uh, according to Donathan. Did. Yeah. She stole his idea okay. on how to put the puzzle well, together. I, yeah. But Donathan, he's, he's good. He has, the, he has the ends with everybody. So they're going to believe him. Right. Um, and then I I think, um, you know, Gonzalez says something, uh, about, you know, he went off crying and, you know, um, he won over some, you know, a few others. Um, and that's part of the game. Like if, if, if they don't like you and they like somebody else, they're going to believe the other person. Like I've been there and done that, you know, in my season, it happened numerous times. Like, nah, that's, that's just Joe. And I was being dead honest, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, but that's just, that's just the game and that's the social politics of, of survivor. Yeah. What did you think about when she got up and started whispering in people's ears at the tribal council? Did you like that move? Gonzalez, no shots, but that's, that's that, that's that, uh, you know, the last season they saw was game changers. Yeah. So they were like, she was like, I'm just going to do what game changers did, you know, like no shots in the season. Like it's, it's odd to me that there's, you know, this is a group of super fans and this and that, and everyone loves game changers, like no shots to game changers, but it wasn't a great season. You know what I'm saying? It wasn't much going on. And these are super fans. Like, let's go back to our earlier season if you're truly a fan. So it's kind of like I, her back was against the wall and she had no other option. And the last thing she probably saw was, you know, game changers and people running around. And that's what she did. But we all know that Tribal's really not live. As much as we want to believe it's it's live, it really isn't. People go in there and it's very difficult to change someone's vote at that at the last minute it just doesn't happen the only time a change really occurs if someone pulls out an idol and it's like oh shit like now we need to do something but besides that i mean everyone's locked in in their vote Mm -hmm. so do you think it's more effective to try and whisper to people or do you think it's more effective if she just speaks to the group at that point and says whatever she has to say um, yeah, you, you're just, I mean, I love tribal, like tribal to me is, is like my time shine. I'm, I'm just going to talk. It's the you know, uh, Yeah. Yeah. Because I mean, most people don't want to hear me talk back at camp. <laughs> so now you're forced like, yeah, it's tribal. You can't go nowhere. Jeff ain't letting you go nowhere. <laughs> you're going to have to hear me speak, you know, and no one wants to hear the truth, but you're going to hear the truth. And, um, the way I played the game was I, I would talk all the junk during tribal and I didn't care because. If you're going to vote me out, you're going to vote me out. Like, I'm there to get to day 39 and, and, and to win the, this game. So if I'm voted off day three or if I'm voted off day 36, to me, it didn't really matter because um, still, you still took the L. You, you're still a loser. You're not walking away with the million dollars. So you're just better off just kind of just speaking um, to the entire tribe. Um, 
don't use my tactic. Like I would just call people out. Like to me, it was, I'm just not just gonna, I'm going to call you out. Like such and such did this and he did this and she did that. Most people just kind of just, it's indirectly. Um, it's all indirect conversation, but she was better off just uh, pleading her case and hopefully um, the votes would change. But like I mentioned, I, I just don't see people changing their vote last minute because it kind of this screws everything up. Who were some of the other standouts for you in the uh, two hour premiere? Um, I, I like, well, Jacob, he went home. Um, well, Wendell, I, I love Wendell. You know what I mean? He got the buckets. He got the jumper. I mean, he better have a jumper. He plays basketball all the time. His Instagram is mm. full of just playing basketball. Uh, Wendell, I like Wendell. I obviously like Dom. Um, we'll talk about Wendell with Dominic. Did you like how Wendell pulled Dominic aside and told him when he had heard that Chris and Sebastian were kind of out on Dominic? Oh, for sure. I mean, I think what Wendell did was um, he had an option, you know, and his options were, should I, you know, do I tell Dom or obviously don't tell Dom and, you know, work with, with Sebastian and, and uh, what's his name? Chris, mm-hmm. or do I build a relationship with Dom? And I think he, 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 he made the right decision because, um, you know, Chris, you know, he, he's probably, he's a recruit and I, I probably Wendell probably picked up on that. And you could tell Dom is going to be a dominant player and a strong player. Um, and he'll rather have a relationship with Dom. And I think they have a lot in common as far as, you know, East coast people, we, we have that in common. Like we get each other, you know, Wendell's from Philly, you know, obviously Dom's from Long Island. Um, and uh, I think Wendell just wanted to, to build a strong relationship with with Dom and work with Dom. Um, so I think he, he made the right decision. And hopefully those two continue to to work with each other. Um, obviously, next week is going to be a swap. And we all know it's going to be a swap of three. Um, so let's see how that works out. Is that too soon for you to have the tribe swap after just two tribal councils? Nah, man, I, I'm down to do a swap like after one vote out. Yeah. You know what I mean? But that's like, let's do a swap before someone even gets voted out. Like, I, I don't care. I mean, it's, it's, yeah, it's a game. Like, it's it doesn't really matter. You know, relationships are, are going to be created regardless. Um, some are going to be stronger than others. Um, and you're better off, you know, trying to, to build a relationship with everyone and kind of feeling, you know, filling, you know, everybody out. Um, I don't think it's too soon. And to be honest, what was it? Game Changers did it after two vote offs. the same well. thing. Yeah. Yeah, so uh, I'm I'm surprised that um, they didn't go after Mike instead of Jacob because I would I would have went after Mike like he's a stronger player. Let's get him out. I know a swap's gonna happen, um, but um, I think they played it right. But I would have I don't know. I probably would have been like, oh, this is get the stronger dude out. I'm surprised Stephanie didn't do that because Stephanie's uh, she's a beast. I think yeah. physically she's a monster, so I'm surprised she did it. But then again, she didn't want to ruffle too you know uh, so many feathers. It's still early in the game. Yeah, um, you make a good point, though, because, uh, you know, there was a lot of talk about, oh, tribe unity. And, you know, there's a lot of talk about they wanted to keep everything kumbaya with that group that Brendan felt like, OK, everybody here is getting along. But, yeah, we have a tribe swap coming up and not for anything in Game Changers. They did a tribe swap after two votes. And then also in Survivor Second Chances, same thing. They did a tribe exactly. swap after they got the two votes. So you got, you know, uh, two teams of 10. They didn't do it in millennials versus Gen X. So maybe they're saying, OK, well, it's not a guarantee, but you have to think it's on the horizon. So, you know, why not take out a player who's going to be a, uh, a bigger threat than somebody like Jacob? If you're just worried about, oh, we have to keep harmony in this group. 
Yeah, I mean, I would have, I would have definitely gone after a stronger player. And after, I, honestly, I probably would have went after Brendan. I would have been like, nah, let's get this dude out. You know, people gravitating towards him. He's a strong player. He's older. Um, has you know experience. I, I'll just take him out. Like, I would. I in my season, people thought I was crazy. But I knew the swap was happening at 15. And they were like, no, it's never happened. It's never been a 3-3. And I'm like, bruh, it's season 35. They have to do something different. And it's going to be 15. People thought I was crazy. Like, this is just Joe talking all this junk. Um, but no, and it happened. Um, so, I mean, these, in, these this cast is, uh, they're super fans, right? They should know this crap. Yeah. I mean, i just been watching this for the last seven years and I know this. So, um, but, you know, once again, it's, um, you have to play it safe. You have to go with the flow of the game, right? So I think that's just what they're doing at this point. Did you tell people when you were out there how much Survivor you had seen? Um, yeah, because I knew uh, uh, Rourke was a, a super fan. Um, I knew Mike was a big fan. I knew Jessica was a big fan. Um, so uh, obviously Cole and Desi were, were recruits. So I had to go with the majority. I'm like, nah, these three are fans. Yeah, I'm a fan. So I let everyone know, like, yeah, I've been watching this. This is um, something, you know, I'm into. And uh, I didn't declare myself a super fan because I, I don't I don't think I am. I'm definitely a fan of the game. Um, so, yeah, I let everyone know that, you know, this is I'm not a recruit. You know, I applied. I'm a fan. Um, so uh, Rourke obviously didn't disclose that she was like, you know, really into it. And she was a super fan, but um, yeah, I, I wanted to fit in with them with the majority. So I disclosed that. Yeah. Okay. Talk to me about uh, Chris and Sebastian and if this can actually work this pair, because they do, they seem like such a target, especially if they stay together after the tribe swap. Do you think that this could be like a twosome that ends up going very far in the game together? I don't know, man. Something about, man, man, Kasten, they do a great job. I don't know where they find these people, honestly. Those are your guys. No, that's the whole point. There's something about Florida people. They're just weird people. Like, I know a lot of people are going to be like, oh, Joe's crazy. I can't believe he said that. But there's something about Florida. Florida's just weird. Like, I'm an East Coast guy. I was born and raised in the East Coast. But I... I, I lived in, in Orlando for like two years in high school, and those were just like two very odd years. I had to get out. I was like, nah, Why? I can't Why do it. Why were they so odd? It, it's like a whole new world out there. Like people are like extra oh, friendly Disney. too. No, well, that's the problem. I think it just uh, Disney rubs off on everybody out there. Um, and Sebastian, I don't know. Like when I first saw him, I was like, this dude was like a weirdo. But then I heard his – his pregame and I'm like, this dude actually knows what he's talking. I like him, yeah. you know, look at him like, nah, he's a weirdo, but he knows the game. Uh, he's obviously confident. Um, I think he's going to do well. Um, and Chris, he's just, he's a douchey guy this season, right? He's the official douchey guy. <laughs> and he's completely like, he's not self-aware. He's just, I mean, the fact that, you know, he was selected as a leader, he's like, yeah, you know, people like my quality. They saw my qualities or whatever it was It's like, no, dude, no one wants to be chosen. Like, you know what I mean? But he took it with stride. So he owned it. So good for him. But I don't know. I mean, that I mean, I don't know. Those two. I mean, they're like the I guess. I don't know. They're like the new coconuts. I don't know. I, hopefully they I don't know. I'm not here from Florida, too. Yeah, but Mike is different. Like, if you were born and raised in Florida, you stayed in Florida, you're a weirdo. I don't care. You call it what it is. Like, I was on an island with one. Like, Ashley, no shots to Ashley. She, she was like, 
you can tell she's from Florida. Like, you know, I like Ashley, but it was like, ah, she's from Florida. Like <laughs> Mike, at least like he, he lived in Providence, you know, he went to school in Providence and then, you know, he lived in New York. <laughs> um, so, but then again, Mike is a weirdo. So once again, it kind of confirms what I'm saying. Um, I don't know. Um, I don't know about that duo. I, I don't know. I think Sebastian's actually going to last a little bit longer than, than Chris. Yeah. You know, I think that if uh, Chris gets taken out, I think Sebastian can make a longer run. But I think it's bad news for Sebastian the longer Chris stays in the game. Yeah, I mean, Chris, I mean, I, I feel like Sebastian knows the game. I think he, I, I think he's going to do well. I think uh, if, if Chris stays around, it might benefit Sebastian. I mean, you could use him as a shield. Um, Sebastian is one of the most, you know, he's, he's, he's more of an athletic guy out there. Um, yeah. I mean, it's too early. I don't, I don't really, right. I mean, I try to watch, you know, I try to listen to the pregame stuff. And after a while I was like, once, once I heard that the cast, that they're, they're more, they would rather have the titles of soul survivor than the money. At that point, I just stopped listening to pregame. <laughs> Wait, who said, so I, who said that? Who said that? They all said that. I think it was the majority. Would you rather have the title of soul survivor or would you rather have the money? Yeah, and they said, no, I'm here for the title. Like, if you want a title, go do Tough Mudder and get yourself a little, you know, chain and call it a day. Like, nah. You, you yeah, go that was like when Russell fight. wanted to buy the title from Natalie White at the finale. Yeah, I mean, but <laughs> but, but then again, you know, Russell's like a millionaire. I mean, didn't he? Oh, well, I mean, he, define like, Joe. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's the problem. I don't know, but Russell, to me, he's he's one of my favorites. He he's a great player, and I think the first time I think he deserved it. The second time he screwed up on that one, but yeah, I mean, it, it is what it is. But I would love to see the player that said this season that they, they that they just want the title. I want them to just give up that million dollar check and like donate it. Like, you know what I'm saying? Are you about that life or are you not? Like yeah. just to sound good and be it's like, like no, deuces to that money. Yeah. Like if you're about that life, I want to see if you really ain't there for the money. Like me, I would go there, win the million dollars and say, give me your hundred grand and you can have the title and you could do the exit, you know, the press interviews and all that. And, I'll take my million plus your hundred grand. Yeah, you know, but boy, it's, you would yeah, still be playing the game on the reunion show. You'd put people on the spot, put them on blast in the reunion. Why not? If if if, if the end goal is just the money, why not? Yeah, like it's probably also, why I mean, they didn't want to uh, give you a question. They didn't know what you were going to say. Ah, uh, now they didn't give me a question because <laughs> no, they didn't give us a question. Well, they didn't give us a reunion Anybody. because <laughs> no, exactly. I mean, it was. It, it was they used our reunion to promote season thirty six, and honestly, I don't blame them. Like hey, our it season, worked. Did you see the ratings last night? That's what I'm saying. They smart. They said forget season thirty five, and this is like I'm glad that happened because I think I think a message was sent, and the message. This is just me. Like you know, this is not true, guys. This is not CBS didn't tell me this. This is just me. I, I'm whatever. Um, what is it called? Pagangings? Pagangings are no good. Mm-hmm. They're not good ratings. They're not good if you're on the opposite side of the Paganging. Like, it's just right. no good. Don't do it. And, and I think that's the message. Like, just don't do it. It's not good for TV. It's boring. And that's what happened. Um, but Wait, who got Paganged on your season? Really? You want to be funny? No. Who? That, what was it that they just uh, basically that they had like the, the group? Yeah, yeah, they went out. So, I mean, what was it? It was, it was, uh, yeah, it started it off all the with healers in a row. Yeah, 
Yeah, all the healers in a row. So that's just boring. Like no, no one wants to watch that. You yeah, know? especially uh, don't be that hard on you guys. Uh, you, it wasn't that bad. What was it like? Three weeks in a row, uh, the healer got voted off. Um, I don't know. I'm. Uh, was it three? Three or four? Three or four, maybe. What was it? Uh, where it was then? Uh, See, you just softened the blow. It was Jessica. It was Desi. It was Cole. And then whatever. Oh, let's switch up the game. Take yeah, JT. They switched it then. Ah, that, that wasn't no switch. That was I don't know what that was. That was <laughs> like like I don't know. Yeah, but. Um, well, going back to this tribe where we have, you know, basically, uh, you know, I called it like a tag team wrestling match uh, last night where you had Chris and Sebastian versus uh, Dominic and Wendell. But we've just we didn't know where any of the women in the tribe really ended up coming down. Like it was hard to tell, like, are Chris and Sebastian, are they sort of like off on their own? And they're sort of like everybody, all like all the women are against them or are some of the women with those two guys and then some of the women are with the other two guys in Bradley? Like, it was very hard to figure out what's going on on the other tribe because they didn't go to tribal council. Yeah, um, I don't know. I, I tried. Who knows? I mean, I think Desi is cool with Wendell. I think they showed, like, a little a little clip of, of them uh, conversing about uh, something about Wendell and his furniture. So maybe they're aligned. Yeah. Um, probably bonded Desiree. over yeah, Desiree, yeah. So I think they probably bonded over the challenge as well. Like, they took the shots for the team. Um, yeah, I don't know much about that. Uh, and I like, what's her name? The SeaWorld girl, the uh, Morgan. Morgan, yeah. Uh, yeah, I like her, but they didn't really show much of her. I mean, I think she, she like, rolls her eyes when uh, Dom was doing that clean and jerk, whatever, that uh, <laughs> the CrossFit move. Yeah. Like, to me, that's hilarious. Like, I don't know what he was thinking, but whatever. And she kind of rolled her eyes and um, – who knows like the dynamics within that tribe and, and who really cares? Cause it's going to be a swap next week. So yeah. Joe, yeah. let me ask you about something that, uh, you know, may or may not be controversial with that challenge where we ended up, you know, there was really just the Naviti tribe was dominating the tribe. They were running away with it and they were on their way to the win. And James, for whatever reason, he couldn't dive down. And it's tough to do that. I had one challenge in Survivor All-Stars where we had to try to dive down like 15 feet and take rocks out of a boat. And I couldn't get down there. Luckily, my tribe wasn't counting on me to be the person to go down there and do it. <laughs> but So then we, we saw that they, uh, they, they convinced Donathan to jump in the water after he said he couldn't do it. And then he did it. But I felt like that. Wait, hold on. Isn't there a challenge still going on? What did you think about the way that the show handled that? Um, what, the, the show? Or yeah, the show. The show? yeah, I mean, the show basically like they uh, took the focus away from the challenge that was going on. And it was all about, you know, can Donathan open the cage? Well, it's um, it's a show, though. I mean, it's it's TV, right? I mean, I don't see nothing wrong with it. It was, I think, it was a moment. It was, um, here's this guy from where he's from, Kentucky, and and you know, he 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 made it happen. He's clutch, you yeah. know. And you have James, which is built like a tank, you know, an athlete, and he couldn't make it happen, you know. Um, and I think that was that was a good storyline. I think that was good TV. Um, so I don't think the show did anything wrong. I think it, it highlighted a. Uh, uh, a special moment in the game and you know people watch survivor because you know they like uh what do you call it like um character development and yeah. all that you know? know um so to me I, I don't mind that you know kudos to, to dom for pulling it off you know but um i would have been upset i would have called dom out like yo 
why you didn't do that from the get go? You know, you crossed the <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like you should if you did that from the get go, you know, you pull this shit off again, that's it. I'm voting you out. Like you you gotta be clutch, you gotta at least try. He was very hesitant. You know, and then people want to applaud. Hey, good job. No, mofo, you should have done that from the get go. And we wouldn't be in the situation that we're in right now. But um, kudos to Dom for pulling it off. I don't see anything wrong with it. You know, I think it was a moment. And um, I, I mean, as a viewer, I enjoyed it. You know, Joe, I'm telling you, I think Jeff Probst is getting soft now after he's been around these millennials for too long. And now this is like participation trophies are coming out. I remember when Jeff Probst would have been like, James embarrassing himself in the water. I don't even know what he's doing. What a disaster. Oh, you know, this was I, I terrible. You're actually right, yo. Um, <laughs> yeah, he is getting soft. I take that back, yo. But he's soft to certain people. Like, if you could take it, he'll give it to you. Like, it was nonstop with me. I cussed out Jeff so many times during, you know, challenges because I'm like, yo, why are you messing with me? Out of all people, why are you <laughs> with me? And it was, it was nonstop. Yeah, like, I used to cuss Jeff out all the time. Um, he loves messing with people, but you're right. I think he is getting soft and we could blame no, it on Jenna. Used to re- if you were, if you were struggling in the challenge, he'd really, oh, you know, wow. come out and burn you. Yeah. I think he needs this to go back. This is one of the worst performances I've ever seen. <laughs> now, he, he did it our season. I mean, maybe he's just going with the flow right now. You know, it's, it's early in the season, Yeah, you know, and, uh, his true colors will come out eventually. I hope they do. Yeah, may, maybe, maybe. If I was on the Navidi tribe, I'd be like, "Oh man, I can't wait to watch us like uh, mop the floor with these guys." And it's like uh, they didn't even show them. No, it was almost like with uh, what uh, the game changers were like Suri. They yeah. made a big moment but, out but, of that. But Suri, that happened after the challenge was over. That was afterwards, and every and they got everybody together. They said, "Hey, we're Suri. We're not leaving here until you end up crossing the uh, like going across that balance beam." And again, you know, this is like you know a legend in Suri and it's like okay let's see if she can do it and everybody's like you know loves her and wants to uh, build her up but this was uh, I, I thought it was different because this was the middle of a of a game but it, it didn't I mean the other team didn't stop it I mean the challenges no. didn't stop it was just he got a, a crap load of camera time with it yeah. you know um, <laughs> yeah, Wendell know, but, didn't like put the ball down and say like alright let's, let's give him a chance to get back into that's this not thing <laughs> yeah I mean I think that the other tribe it was they were so dominant that it was just like right. let's get something out of it you know and they, and they got that little moment out yeah. of it you and know? I wonder if maybe that's why they're like okay well, let's, let's make sure we uh, switch up the tribes this week because it wasn't even close oh they were blown oh yeah it, it was it was and it's funny because um the what's I don't even know the tribe names. Naviti and Malolo. Manolo. Malolo. Malolo. Well, I'm gonna call them no nos because they didn't do much, right? <laughs> they're the ones that lost twice. So the no nos, they're actually at Yawa's beach, which is the hustlers. So that's why they're losing because that yeah. I think that that beach cursed. is cursed. cursed. And, and and then the uh, the Naviti, they're at the the Soko, which the healers. You know, we didn't lose at all, so we were dominant. So. Um, I think, uh, yeah, that beach is, is no bueno. Yeah. You have a winner pick for the season. Nah, I'm not invested in nobody. I've never been invested in any player. When I watch survivor, I just, I watch survivor just for, uh, you know, shits and giggles. That's it. Um, there's a few people I like, um, but, um, you know, obviously players I'm rooting for, but if they get voted off, you know, it is what it is, but no, I don't have a, a winner pick at all. Okay. I've got questions for you from uh, the listeners. You want to uh, dive into some of these questions? Oh, the listeners. Sure. Yes. Okay. 
All right. Uh, I have a question from one of our listeners, and this is a question from Michael. What's up, guys? It's Dr. Mike. Hey, Coco Loco. How crazy would you have gone on Jacob if he had disappeared for three hours to look for an idol? Absurd. And also, if he knew he had a fake idol and knew he put a target on his back, why didn't he keep looking for the real idol? I don't understand this guy. I think he blew his load too early. <laughs> yeah, it, like there's like no way to avoid Mike, is there? It's like every corner he just shows up. Man, like Mike. Uh, I, uh, uh, Mike, you're killing me. Um, and it's always uh, the load. Mike is extra. All right, so with, to answer Mr. Uh, Nuts' uh, question, um, I think I already answered it. Like he should have went off and looked for the idol. Um, and, uh, I would have done the same thing I did to Mike. I would have cussed him out. Um, it's crazy because actually I'm upset with Mike. Why? Mike during, during, um, a podcast with you, he said like, Hey Rob, what would happen if Joe got physical with me? Like, uh, what would happen? Would he get kicked off? If he got like, I was never going to be physical with Mike. Like Mike, stop being a little, you know what? Like. It was never going to happen, but, um, so you're insulted that he even implied that you would do something to him. Yeah. Yeah. Like, come on, Mike, you serious? Um, I probably did something to Jacob though. Three hours. That's too long. (laughs) I went off for like 10 minutes. Like Jacob, he probably, I would have done like some Johnny fan play, like body slam. (laughs) I would have like Danny Bonaducci body slam. Uh, (laughs) what would you have done if you ended up watching the show and saw that one of your people in the tribe took all the rice and put it in their sock and then uh, to look for the idle clue. I mean, I, I wouldn't care. Wouldn't like care. you voted off. I, I wouldn't. It's food, man. You're out there. You eat all type of stuff that you normally wouldn't eat. You know, <laughs> um, you eat rice that hits the, that hits the sand, you know, you're eating rice and sand. Like, who? I mean, I, I don't care. I mean, I, it, me, well, actually knowing me, I probably wouldn't eat the rice. Right. Like, yeah, you put, I mean, I didn't eat, you know, uncooked um, batatas I didn't eat. So I'm a picky <laughs> yeah. eater. I don't know. If I, if I saw it in action, I would have been like, bro, no, nah, I'm not eating it. You know, um, or <laughs> I don't I don't know what would have happened. Yeah. It wouldn't have stopped Cole, right? Nah, nothing stops Cole. <laughs> I mean, I think it was a period of time Cole was just eating sand. Like he was just boiling sand and eating sand. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um but uh, it wouldn't have stopped many of them. <laughs> you know, going back to your relationship with Mike, you know, I, I never really got from the, the show exactly how things ended up changing. Cause it seemed like you guys didn't get along. He was a target for you, but then all of a sudden you guys were the coconuts. Did the show just not show how close you guys had gotten or did you just reach a point where, Hey, you're all I've got left. All right. So the relationship that Mike and I had was it was first of all, it was never personal. Right. It was just Mike was on the boat when the game started looking for the advantage that Ryan found. Then we get to Soko Beach and the guy's running around the island looking for the idol. So I just wanted to put a target on his back, but it was never personal. But I think I I completely destroyed any relationship that him and I could have had because um the I, I was very confrontational, you know, and I was extremely aggressive. And what they showed on on air was only a, just a tad bit of what really happened between him and I. Um, so I think I damaged our relationship. But 
you know, like by day two or three, Mike and I would spend a lot, like by day three, we spent a lot of time with each other. Like we'll go off on our own, on a raft, go fishing. Obviously we wouldn't catch nothing at all. Um, but we'll like get snails and we were working on our relationship. And then once the merge hit, it was Mike's, you know, he's a strategic player. He's a really good player. Um, and we just bounced ideas off each other and we got really close. Um, so it was funny when I heard um, Chrissy, uh, when you had her on the podcast, she said something about an, um, when I called, uh, what's her name? Ashley, a goat. Mm-hmm. Um, her and I got into it a little bit. And then she was like, what wasn't aired was that I was mocking or making fun of Mike. That's the relationship Mike and I always had, you know, since like day three right. until, until today. Um, so I feel that if that's the relationship that I have with him, who are you or anybody to say, Hey, stop treating him like that. If he's not, if he has no issues with it, like, you know what I'm saying? Like maybe I am treating him like shit because I'm calling him names, but he's okay with it. He's not offended and it's reciprocated. I mean, he treats me the same way. So our relationship, as far as like the coconuts, I think that was established very early on. Um, and it became a thing per edit late into the game. Um, but that dynamic was, was established pretty early, pretty early on. Yeah. Yeah. I went on a tangent, but just kind of, I just, you know, I, a few people said like that relationship was, um, the coconuts were like kind of established or, you know, we created a bond late into the game. I think it happened very early on. I wasn't. Him and I weren't really working with each other, but as far as spending time with each other, absolutely. I mean, we slept next to each other every single day, you know, um, from the merge on. uh, And we spent a lot of time with each other. But as far as like working with each other, I just knew Mike, you really couldn't trust Mike. He was he's he's all over the place, you know. (laughs) Yeah. All right. Uh, This is a question from Nick Fishman. He wants to know, how do you think you would have changed your game if you had begun in a tribe of 10 rather than six? Do you feel like you need to be more aggressive or less aggressive to start in a bigger group? Well, don't take any advice from me. I'm I'm a horrible player, right? Everyone says (laughs) it and I am. It is what it is. I don't care. Listen, I'm not switching up my game for nobody. There's nothing about me that's like fly under the radar. Yeah. It is what it is. You know what I'm saying? I'm going to play aggressive. I'm going to play my game. I'm not going to allow anyone to influence my game. I'm going to do what I want to do when I want to do it. And that's it. You know, um, it, I go with my gut. And if I feel like I need to, to, to do something, I'm going to do it. This whole lane low thing, it doesn't work for everybody. You know what I'm saying? It's only going to be one winner. What is it? 19 other people are just going to lay low and 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 what become a goat you can only have one or two goats you can't have 18 goats so you have to do something different you have to stand out you have to be you know being aggressive is not a disadvantage you know there could be someone like for instance in my season jessica jessica's not an aggressive player you know um i'm an aggressive player but what she has is a great social game so i could benefit from her social game and she could benefit from me being aggressive and use me as a vessel to do things that she may not feel comfortable doing so if i ever play again i will continue being aggressive and who knows i may you know i may attract someone that's not willing to do things that i'm willing to do and they're like hey joe i want to work with you let's do this you know um so that's building an alliance. So I wouldn't change anything. If that answers the question, I don't think you should change your game just because you're with 10 
or with six. I mean, it's just play the game like it's your last day, whatever way it is, you know. Um, so I don't think I, I would change my, my game if I'm if I started off with, with six or with ten. I would like ten because I'm sure there's somebody I could disappear a little bit more. You know, I could probably find an idol. Um, without anyone trailing me, you know, leaving a pack of six is more difficult than leaving a pack of 10, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So this is a question from Ivan who wants to know, how would you have handled somebody like Chris that knew you were gunning for them? Would you try to build trust with them like Dominic did or immediately try to get them out where, you know, Dominic had heard Chris was gunning for him and he ends up trying to open up that line of uh, communication. Did you like that? Or do you want to sort of uh, just, uh, just let that person know, Hey, I'm gunning for you. Um, well, I'll just talk about my experience. Um, yeah, I- I'm letting you know, I'm going to off rips. So Ben uh, at the merge, yeah. uh, he was gunning for me. It was between uh, myself or Cole. I got a whiff of it. I called Ben out in front of the entire tribe. Um, and I told him straight up, I'm gunning for you. Simple as that. I heard you called, you called me out. Um, you want me out and I want you out. So, I mean, it, that's not the right thing to do though. I think what Dom did was the right thing. Like, Hey, let's be fake and let's be phony and let's play this game and let's work together. I think that's the best way. That's a diplomatic way to do it. Um, that's a social way to do it. Um, but, but in reality, I think Chris is still gunning for Dom, right? And Dom's still, um, you know, gunning for Chris. So for me and what I did was I just let him know, like, I'm not going to bullshit you. Like, I, I know you want me out and I want you out and let, you know, let the better man win. And it was the same thing with me and Alan. Um, he wanted me out and I made it clear that, you know, I wasn't willing to work with him neither. So um, the right thing to do is to, you know, try to piece things up. Um, but unfortunately I never, you know, I don't take my own advice and I'd rather just gun for you. You gun it for me. I'm gunning for you. Yeah. Let the best man win, you know? And you had a pretty complicated relationship with Ben in your season. I feel like because you guys were rivals, you were butting heads, but then by the end of the game, I feel like that you were advocating for uh, him to win you know, how did you end up going on, you know, that journey from, you know, uh, wanting to get him out and talking about the story about how he swore on the Marines to ultimately, you know, being one of the people that says he played the best game? Uh, well, I'm, the whole Marine, Marine thing, to this day, the person that told me that he swore on the fact that he was a Marine, to this day, they deny it. So somebody so, you th- was out there told you that. So it wasn't like you just made this up off the top of your head. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely not. And when I confronted that person in the game, they were like, no, I didn't say that because they realized that the rest of the tribe was really upset about it. So they're not going to stick their neck out for me. You know, they're going to go along with the majority. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So and you don't even know if that person really heard that or if that person made it up. Oh, absolutely. They could have used me as a vessel once again. You know what I mean? Right. Um, So. Uh, yeah, that's to this day. Like, I'm like, you know, the game's over. Like one thing about survivor, the game never ends. And it's annoying as shit to me because <laughs> I'm, 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 I'm blunt. I was blunt in the game and I'm even more blunt in real life. Like, don't call me. Don't try to create this fake relationship with me because you think I'm going to play again and you want to do a pregame alliance. So you want, no, like, don't fuck with me. Like, don't call me. Don't try to establish a fake relationship. Like I'm done with it. Like the game of survivor never ends and it's really annoying, but in the game, that was something that was told to me, and I decided to to to, to take full advantage of it and use um, 
use it to my advantage. Like, let me call out Ben on this situation. And everyone thinks he's honorable. He's this and he's that. And I know I could push his buttons and hopefully, you know, he gets upset and does something that he shouldn't have said or done. And people look at him differently. So did it, was it effective? I don't know. I did get the reaction I wanted, but after afterwards I laid low, but anyways, in the game was all game. So Ben recognized that I was a player. I recognized he was a player. Um, it was never anything personal. Um, did I, did I get under his skin? Absolutely. I mean, it was times that he would say, I can't wait until I got rid of him. He's so annoying. Um, but I respected his game because it wasn't anything personal. You know, um, I think what he accomplished out there was, was great. Uh, he gave 120% and obviously he got my vote. Um, and I was a big advocate for him, um, not to toot my own horn, but in reality, this is not what I'm saying. This is something that many players have said, whoever I voted for would have won that season, um, for so many different reasons and I'll stick to it. So I'm not saying Ben deserves why, why? because, um, I think people did respect my game as crazy as I was. Um, they understood that, Hey, Joe played a decent game. He played hard, but I was honest. I, I was honest from the very beginning. Um, I was very blunt. I didn't really lie to anybody. I was very honest. And the relationships that I did establish were real relationships. Um, I went into the game knowing that I am very honest and somehow in some way I got to use that to my benefit. And um, as far as relationships, I felt that I'd rather have two or three solid, genuine relationships instead of having seven, six phony relationships, you Mm -hmm. know? Um, so the relationships I did establish were real relationships. So, you know, the relationship I had with Cole was, was a genuine relationship with Desi as well. Um, and JP, you know, I got to know him in Ponderosa. So at Ponderosa, you know, we all speak about it and and some people think the game's Florida nine. I'm not saying I influenced anybody's decision, but I was very vocal about my, about who should win. Um, so there was really no way that Chrissy was going to win. No shots at Chrissy, but it just wasn't going to happen. Not because the way that I felt or what I saw or the way I was going to vote, but how others felt as, as well. Um, so there's always that one person like, you know, Tony had Spencer. I think Ben had myself, you know, um, I saw myself in Ben, you know. Uh, a CEO, you know, that runs a company or owns a company is or a manager it usually hires someone that, you know, resembles them or qualities that they, they both share. And I, I, I kind of saw myself in Ben, you know, he, here's a guy that's out there. Everyone's gunning for him. Um, he, he was a leader at one point. Now he's an underdog and he's out there and he's hustling, fighting these idols. So, um, you know, I, 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 I feel that if I wanted Ben to win, I could advocate and I could be his Spencer. And if I wanted Ben to lose, I could, I could have done the opposite. Um, maybe I'm completely wrong, but this is not my own. This is not my theory. This is something that many players have said. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I kind of agree with it. What if Ben wasn't in the final three? What if he ends up going out at the final four, like they had wanted. And then it turns into Chrissy and Ryan and Devin, who would you vote for? That that would have been tough. Uh, the relationship I had with Devin was actually a pretty a pretty solid relationship. Uh, Devin and I slept uh, in the same area every day. Um, he would bounce a lot of ideas off of me as far as gameplay. 
Um, I wasn't necessarily included in his in his moves or anything, but we would we, we I mean we had a, a decent relationship. So um, and the relationships he had established with everybody uh, was good as well. Uh, but as far as like gameplay, I didn't really see much. Um, he's just not a flashy player. He's like behind the scenes. Um, I respect that, but I'm just not a behind the scenes type of player. So I don't not I don't know if I would have respected it as much. And then. In addition to that, there was a challenge that he decided to step down. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I don't respect that just because there's so many people that, you know, apply for this game. And I took the game serious and I went out there and I, I gave my blood, sweat and tears. And he has an opportunity to win an individual immunity challenge. And he decides to to step down just for a massage, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so I wouldn't respect that. So I don't think I would have voted for Devin. So if I not know Devin, Devin, then would you have gone Chrissy or Ryan then in that spot? And in that situation, that would have been tough because at the end of the day, I respect Chrissy's um, hustle as far as her individual, uh, uh, her, her, her challenge wins, right? She's a beast. She's a challenge beast, right? Um, but then again, she's a challenge beast, but her social game was, you know, uh, the it was it was it was bad. It was mm-hmm. bad. Um, it was I'm the douchey guy, but she's 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 ahead of me. Trust me. Um. But then Ryan, at the time, I didn't really know what Ryan had really accomplished, you know, until tr- Final Tribal. And um, he really opened my eyes at Final Tribal. But at that point, it's already too late. Like, do I believe this kid or do I not believe him? You know what I'm saying? Like, eh, did he make this move or did he not make this move? And it would have been between, you know, Devin would have been wanting to take credit for some of the moves that that they did together. And then Ryan would have, you know, had a rebuttal. No, that was really my move. So I probably would have just been, I probably would have gone the safe route. And then that's the only time I probably would have um, voted for Chrissy. And I probably would have went to Ponderosa and, and convinced everyone to vote for Chrissy. So I think Chrissy would have won. Wow. Um, yeah. So I, it, that's, that's the only way I think Chrissy probably could have won. But I don't know. Like Ryan, now, knowing what I know now, probably I would have voted for Ryan. Mm-hmm. But in the game, I didn't know what ryan actually accomplished like yeah. i added like it would have been he would have really had to convince me like yo joe it was really me uh, i i made the moves it wasn't devin um and even during you know the finale there was a there was a time that i i i asked devin i said devin is this kid saying the truth like can you advocate can you please co-sign that he made these moves and at the final devin, tribal council yeah final tribal and it was he was silent Mm-hmm. So that's that's another reason why I didn't vote obviously for Ryan um, was because I didn't I didn't know if, if this kid's just a, a great speaker or is a, a great liar or is he saying the truth? So that final three it had to be Ben, um, but Chrissy had a better chance, believe it or not, if Devin got in there. So everyone that says, "Oh, Devin's like the Rob Goddess," he's the he would have won. I don't know if he would have won. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe the rest. Of, I, I think the rest of the. Uh, the jury, they loved them and they would have probably voted for him. But I think I probably would have swayed them differently. I, I don't know. Yeah. You know, I don't I don't know. Could have, should have, would have. Ben's a great winner. I, I, I stick to my vote. I, I would still vote the same way. Um, it is what it is. Right. Can you go back to something that happened right after the finale that that there was a, an interaction on social media about how that Chrissy in the final tribal council said that she quoted something that you said, and then you uh, had come out after and said 
that uh, she didn't, that wasn't an actual quote that you said. Could you clear that up? Um, yeah, so, um, all right, so the quote was, I don't know, something, I don't believe in marriage because my parents were divorced. Like, my parents divorced, I was a baby. I don't know, you know, I don't know. It didn't affect me in, in no way. But I remember a Jeremy uh, Collins uh, exit interview. Um, and he spoke about uh, Spencer. He said Spencer uh, attempted to establish relationships with 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 people, but they just weren't genuine. He was just playing the game, mm-hmm. right? That was Chrissy. She would have conversations with individuals, and she would attempt to establish genuine relationships, but we knew they weren't genuine. They were just part of the game. Mm-hmm. So. Did I have a conversation about maybe my parents being divorced? Yeah. But she, it wasn't like she was really listening. She was just trying to have a combo. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So out of anybody, I would not have a genuine, open, real conversation with Chrissy. You know what I mean? Now, if Desi said that, then I'll be like, yeah, I probably said some stuff. Like, but it, it wasn't Desi. Like, Desi was my go-to. She was one that I would be open and, and you know, and had real, genuine conversations with. As, as Along with the rest of the healers, like the healers were the group that I, I opened up to and they, they got me, they knew who I was, but everybody else I didn't really open up to. So that conversation, um, may, that's probably what she heard, but that's not, I don't remember having that conversation with her at all. And during that, that tribal, you know, that tribal was like three hours long. I, the same opportunity I gave Ben when Ben was just like, you know, when I pretty much advocated for him, I said, Ben, you got to give me more. I gave that opportunity to Chrissy as well. You know, I, I told Chrissy, like, yo, Chrissy, you just need to own your game. Like, you played a cutthroat, you know, douchey game and just own it. Like, I want you to own it. And she didn't own it, you know. And she made that comment in, in regards to uh, my parents. And then she made another comment about Desi. Um, uh, I forgot what it was. Like, hey, Desi, you know, I, I, I did get to know you. You're from blah, blah, blah. Like she said, she's from like, mm-hmm. I don't know, like Virginia. Desi's not from Virginia. Like she was raised in, in Georgia. You know what I'm saying? So it was just kind of like, you're wrong, Chrissy. Like, you know what I mean? And I don't know about, you know, uh, uh, Cole's SAT scores, but of course she's going to know or recall the SAT scores because it it's related to a number. She's great with numbers. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So it's just, it wasn't real genuine conversations and relationships. And that's where Chrissy failed and if she owned it trust me I would I would I would give it to her but she just didn't want to own her game you know she wanted to go that motherly route and you know it just didn't work out you have to own it in survivor like you know you just got to own your game let me throw something out uh devil's advocates or survivor devil's advocate is it possible that she could have felt like that you guys were having a genuine conversation and you didn't get that same feeling uh from in your mind in what she was saying no absolutely not i i've, I've seen her have genuine uh, conversations with others you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. um she had real conversations with with mike her and mike got along um and I've witnessed her having, you know, real conversations with Ryan as well. So I was able to distinguish the difference between both. Yeah. Um, one thing that you do on Survivor is you have the same conversations with everybody, right? So let's say, Rob, I don't know. I, I find out that you love pizza, right? And your favorite pizza good. is 
you know, uh, pepperoni with black olives. I'll speak to you every day about pepperoni <laughs> and black olives, right? Okay. And then the day that I had that conversation with you and you just ain't excited about pepperoni and black olives, you know, I know something's going on. Mm-hmm. And on the flip side, I know the excitement when we're having a genuine conversation because when we're talking about pizza, that's genuine. I know you love pizza. I see the excitement. I see your reaction. I, I see everything, right? But when we're having a fake conversation, I know the difference because you're not that excited about, you know what I'm saying? Like, so you're like doing like a lie detector and you're getting like a baseline on people. You need a baseline. And that's what, and that's, I do it for a living. And that's what I did out on survivor, you know? Um, so it was with her, it was just, it, it just wasn't, it just wasn't real. Like, and yeah. I'm all about, I, I need, I, I need to feel like, I know it's a game. I get it, but at least be good at being fake. You know what I'm saying? Like at least be good. Like try a little bit harder. And she didn't try. She only tried with the people within her alliance. Anyone that was outside of her alliance, she wasn't willing to 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 even attempt to establish a baseline relationship. You know. Mm-hmm. Can you uh, talk a little bit about the final four twist? Like, what was the reaction of the jury? Because I don't know if I've really gotten this from anybody. But in terms of like when you guys went to that tribal council and saw what happened. Did you guys go back to Ponderosa and talk about whether or not you guys uh, liked what happened or uh, in terms of that outcome being in the season, what the reaction was to that? Uh, well, Rob, to be honest with you, uh, Ponderosa, once we left tribal, we didn't give a shit about the game. I didn't care. Like it could have been like, you know, um, I don't care what the twist like. They could have been like, all right, guys, there's actually a, 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 a we're bringing back. A, there's actually 19 players and he's coming in now. I didn't care. Like we we left tribal and it was just like, whatever. Like we just <laughs> the game's over. Like, you know, um, and that's what I loved about it. Like I literally enjoy the fact that I could leave tribal. The only time we spoke about survival was during tribal and maybe immediately right after. After that, it was just like it was a done deal. Like we mm-hmm. didn't, it didn't care. The game is over, you know. Um, so really I was, it wasn't even a topic that was brought up. Uh, we didn't spend too much time on it. Um, you know, people to this day, it's like, oh, production set it up. Honestly, dude, do you really think that survivor, you know, CBS is going to sit there and allow their integrity to be questioned for Ben? Like Ben, I love you, dude, but you ain't that serious. bro. They're not going to jeopardize anything for Ben. You know what I'm saying? Like, nah. It wasn't like he was, like, an amazing player neither. Like, the dude got idols. I respect it. You know what I'm saying? But it was, nah, people are crazy. Like, survivors, ain't, they're not about that. Like, they're not going to jeopardize the integrity of the game for one guy. You know what I'm saying? Every, You know, the, Chrissy has a storyline. Ryan has a storyline. Um, so, so, said, so did Devin, you know. Um, I was surprised that Devin lost, to be honest with you. Devin was a monster creating fires you know this kid created fires on a regular basis he was a he was a beast and i don't think i even witnessed um ben making a fire i mean ben kept up with the fire but as far as making a fire from scratch i don't i don't think i witnessed ben doing it yeah and and devin did it on a regular basis so um it is what it is you know yeah well 
there were so many conspiracy theories at the end of the season where people felt like, oh, no, that Devin got a fire making kit that had been sabotaged. That's why he couldn't make a fire. Yeah, that, that's that's the thing. Like, once again, surviving ain't going to do that, man. Like, <laughs> I mean, is it possible? Yeah, anything's possible. But I don't I don't think that's how it went down. I think that's, it just that's fake news. That's, that's obviously fake news, but it's tough to make fires out there. It's be- because it's so humid. And Could you have done I mean, it. Who me? Yeah. I, I don't think so. You know what I mean? But I'll tell you this much though. If I was Devin, Oh, I'll let you know. All hell would have broke loose. All hell would have broke loose right there. And then when they were like, Oh, we have a twist. Well, Jeff, what, what, what fucking twist are you talking about? Yeah. Fire now, bro. Like, nah, it's not happening. Was like, he pissed uh, at Ponderosa? Um, you know, Devin is just, he's just a solid dude, right? He's, uh, uh, you know, he's a gnarly, uh, yoga free spirit. Like, nah, he was, he, he was cool with it. Um, mm-hmm. he wasn't upset about it. And then, then again, it's, it's survivor, right? I mean, you got to expect a twist. Um, and, uh, I think it's, 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 it's upsetting to know that season 36, uh, I believe they were aware of the, of that twist pregame uh and we were just notified last minute because obviously you would modify your game a bit if you knew that you know there's a there's a, a fire at the final four right mm-hmm. um and i think that was a disadvantage <laughs> it was uh, um devin had just had a, a crap load of disadvantages during the season right um i think that was a disadvantage obviously for for uh for devin the fact that you know there was a final uh the twist but i think if 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 they knew about the twist, maybe they would have took Ben out a little bit earlier. But then again, Ben had the idol. So I think the outcome would have been the same. So um, regardless how you play it, I think it, it would have been the same anyways, you know? Yeah. Were you surprised by how the fans reacted to everything with the season 35 finale to the twist, to Ben's win, to Chrissy losing? Was there anything that surprised you about how uh, social media reacted? Well, the thing with social media is I love social media, obviously. Like, my you Twitter thing is crazy. <laughs> they, it's crazy. And the reason why – and what people don't know is prior to, like, Survivor, my – I didn't have a Twitter, but I had, you know, I had my own personal Twitter. I mean, my own personal um, Instagram and Facebook. I go in. Like, I'm a troll king. Like, I love trolling. Mm-hmm. Um, and when I signed up for Survivor, obviously, I signed up to play a game and hopefully win a million dollars. But when you sign up for Survivor, you're obviously going to be on a reality television show. Ten million people going to watch you. People you have to expect people are going to say shit about you. Right. All day, every day. But it's a two way street. The fact that I'm giving you the ability to talk junk about me because I'm putting myself out there. If you make a comment about me, I will reply because it's a two-way street. I have the right and the ability to respond, right? Mm-hmm. So you have to expect people to say the craziest things on social media. People were upset that I voted for Ben. They were like, you know it was rigged. Why wouldn't you vote for Ben? It wasn't rigged, one. And I, as a fan and as a viewer, I could get why people were upset. Like, how did Ben just find these idols? Like, you know – but we don't know how long he was looking for the idols. You know, is it kind of suspect? Yeah, I guess if, if based on the edit, but we don't know what really went down. You know what I'm saying? Right. Um, what are you going to show an, an hour of him looking for the idol before he finds it? Exactly. So, I mean, social media, social media. I mean, people are going to be upset. Um, if, if uh, let's say, you know, um, forget about the idols. Let's say, uh, I, I guess people wanted, 
people upset. People were saying like maybe Chrissy should have won, or you know she's the Rob goddess. And then there's the other side that say that Devin is robbed. Like I mean, how many people can be robbed in a season? Right. Like you know what I'm saying? Like nah, come on, man. It's um, I don't I don't read into it. Um, I'll hopefully it doesn't. You know Ben's win I think is a solid win. Hopefully you know he's not viewed differently. Right. Um, and uh, you know people are gonna tweet, people are gonna talk, but uh, I think it was a solid win. And I wish, you know, I found those idols. You know, the funny thing is that first idol he found, I'm really upset about because I would take a shit there every single day. Rob, I'm to you. I'm being dead serious. You can speak to anybody yeah. in my season. When he had the letter, when he had the letter, you said that that's right. That was, he was reading his letter right in your bathroom. Yeah, basically. Rob, I'm not, I'm not lying to you. Ask so anyone He in my wasn't season. crying from the letter you're saying. But probably not like, you know, it's when you're eating, a, I'm a co- I was a coconut. I was eating coconuts on a regular basis. So you could only put two and two together. It was bad out there, but it was, it was, every, it was clock. like every time I took a shit, I would say it's clockwork. Like everyone, everyone in my season knows clockwork. I take three shits a day and it was no different out on the Island. And I would go there like three times a day, Rob. I would look at that rock. I just didn't see it. It just wasn't meant. It wasn't meant for me. That's all it was. It wasn't meant for me. And addition to that, what the crazy thing is. So even if I didn't find that rock, the reason why Mike and I were the coconuts, Mike and I would go around looking for coconuts. Right. Right. And we would knock coconuts down from a tree. Like, you know, we would, we would use a stick and we never came across that vase. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like we missed the vase. So when people are like, oh, it's a conspiracy, you know, they placed it for him. Like, no, like, you know, shit happens. And I took a crap every day and I overlooked it and I missed it. It is what it is, you know. But, um, yeah, I'm tired of, like, the whole Ben thing with the idols. The dude won. Let it go. No one was robbed. You know, you could make an argument like Chrissy should have never got to the final three because it was every every challenge was a puzzle. And she's a, she's a you know. Yeah, but that's Survivor. Exactly. And guess what? Idols is survivor. You know what I mean? That's, that's my point. Exactly. Yeah. Now, when um, you said that you're a troll on social media, to me, that, that means that uh, a troll is somebody who says things that they don't necessarily believe. Is, is that you? Will you sort of just try to, uh, you know, just get people going, even if it's not what you really think? Oh, absolutely. It's all day. If you know, <laughs> if you know, that's what I, I do it every day at work. People to pay no mind to me at work. They're like, yo, and it's funny because, you know, my friends are, are basically family, right? Mm-hmm. The friends I've had, you know, for, for several decades and they fall for it till this day and they deal with me every day. So you can only imagine people that don't know me on Twitter, they're going to fall for it on a regular basis. And I, I did it throughout our season. You know, I would, I would, you know, make stupid tweets like, uh, oh, today I'm going to spill the rice. I'm going to do this and people will go crazy over it. You know, it's not that serious. It's, I'll, first of all, I don't take anything serious. I'm not a serious guy. Like I'm not. I'm, I'm a jokester and nothing I say you can really take serious because yeah, I'm just not that serious guy. You know? <laughs> yeah. Well, um, people get buffed over it the stupidest comments. Like, you know, I'm not, it's not that serious. Mm-hmm. Not that serious. Yeah. So this is a question from John Tinkham. He wants to know, was anybody angry that your sister was able to come visit you on Ponderosa? How much of a shock was that after already being voted out? And to my knowledge, uh, you're the only person they've ever done that with, right? Um, it was the fact that it was filmed. Yeah, I think Zeke's uh, father came right, down for right. Game Changers. But that was – that was they, yeah. Yeah, that was, that was the reason behind it, obviously. Um, so, yeah, so this is a crazy thing. Like, 
it was a lot of haters. Like that serious. I had people DM me from previous seasons, like, yo, that's some bullshit. I'm just like, really? Like, why would you take the time to even DM me? Like, I had control of the situation. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Right. Um, but there's a my theory behind it. I could be completely wrong. CBS did not tell me this. Survivor did not tell me this. But this is what I think happened. What they didn't air was people did not play in my season necessarily to win the million dollars. Some people went there just to live. I mean, just to 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 play to to live for an extra three days, right? Um, some people just wanted to get to the merge. Then there were others that just wanted to get to the family, uh, the family visit. Mm-hmm. And there was a lot of controversy, and there was a lot of um, arguments within our tribe about the family visit. And one of the comments I made um, was, I did, I wasn't, I made it very clear to everybody, I was there for to win the game. Right. That I'm not here for um, for the family visit and that I could give two craps if my sister comes uh, to the family visit because I'm not here for the family visit. Like I want to get to day thirty nine. Right. And they took offense to that. They were like, wow, Joe doesn't care about his family. Like they twisted like Joe doesn't care about his family. Joseph, this, this, Joseph, that. And it, be- it became a big thing, like literally like for days, like people were speaking about this. and. How ironic, I get voted out because supposedly I don't deserve to see my my sister. I mean, people made comments like that uh, on the island, like, Joe doesn't deserve to see his family members. You know what I mean? Like, I'm less than anybody else on the island, you know? And I get voted off, and guess what? I got to spend more time with my sister in mm-hmm. Fiji than the players themselves in the game, you know? Um, and at the end of the day, it was only one winner. So who really won? Like, I won. I feel like I got the entire you know, experience a survivor. Like I found idols. I made it to the merge. You know, I spent time with my family. Like I participated in, in blind sides. Like I got the full, I got the full ride. Like, you know, so who had the last laugh, you know? And then I find out that people continued speaking about, you know, the comment that I made to their loved ones during the loved ones visit. Like, why are you still talking junk about me? When you're supposed to be spending time with your family. Well, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, wait, who, who, who some, this, there was some guy here, Joe, and he said he didn't want, he didn't care about his loved ones visit. Yeah. But the, well, I mean, they knew who I was because my sister is my duplicate and the family, <laughs> they all spend time with each other. So they knew who I was, you know, but, um, to me, it was just kind of like, that's the petty stuff. Like yeah. I'm all about being petty. If you want to be petty, that's cool. Like I'm, I'm, I'm King petty. Like I don't care, but it's just like, that's the reason why I feel that I got that opportunity because it, it wasn't, it wasn't shown on TV at mm-hmm. all. Uh, but there was a lot of controversy, a lot of animosity, um, back at, you know, camp because of the, a simple comment that I made that was misinterpreted and, and people twisted it. And in addition to that, they didn't, I mean, people didn't like me. And when, when I heard that, you know, a couple of people made that comment, I was just like, really? Like, wait a minute, you deserve to see your family, but I don't, you know what I mean? Like, who had the last laugh? Cause I was chilling with my sister for a minute. You know what I mean? Like we were chilling. Yeah. So uh, that's the backstory. I don't know if it's true. I mean, that's just what I believe is just in my little head, you know? And that video is really great. I told you when we did the exit interview that I, you know, I really thought that's very uh, emotional video and, you know, it's just uh, really interesting. And we don't ever get to see that with, you know, like these extended family member visits, but just that, uh, you know, you're talking with your sister and you're getting emotional talking about how you feel like you sort of had this, you had this opportunity. And uh, I, I just felt like I could really uh, relate to 
what you were going through. Yeah, it's crazy because um, my son, he obviously, you know, watched that. And when that when that uh, Ponderosa video came out, it was it was already early December, late November. Right. Because that's Mm -hmm. when I that's when it aired. And so I, I, I we arrived from Fiji. I came back like in May. So my son had already spent from May all the way until the end of November with me. Right. I think, you know, he was, you know, we spent time with each other. He's situated, you know, we're back to day to day life. And he finally sees the video and I'm not an emotional person. Like my son doesn't see me cry. You know, I obviously I'm very affectionate with him, um, but he doesn't see tears in my eyes. And we watched the video together and I thought he was okay with, with the entire experience. Like, you you know, he's back to, to back to norm and he watches the video and he just starts bawling like just crying and he stands up and he gives me a hug just off of that video alone and that that to me like till this day it's almost like speaking about i'm like wow you know and when he did that i questioned like would i ever play the game of survivor again just because it still impacts and affects my son six months after i returned from fiji you know what i'm saying Mm -hmm. and I know how difficult it was for him when I was gone. You know, he's, he kind of struggled a little bit in school. You know, he's an athlete. He plays baseball and he's a slugger like this kid. And he's Dominican at the end of the day. So he, he could play baseball. Yeah. And when I was gone, he, you know, he's a big hitter and this kid struck out. I mean, he played like four games while I was gone. He struck out every time at bat. The day I come back, I come back on a Saturday on Monday, the dude got two doubles and a triple, you know what I'm saying? So just that his response off of that video, seeing me, you know, at that low point and then knowing how it affected him when I was gone. Like, I don't think I would play Survivor. I, I say I want to play Survivor again, but I would I, if they ever ask me, I would really have to um, think about it because it's not about me. It's, it's obviously uh, for my children. And there's a very slight chance you could win. Do I feel like I could win Survivor? Yeah. But is it worth leaving, you know, your family for seven weeks again? You know, the first time I get it, you know, you're doing it for the mill. Second time, I think it's a side of me that says, Joe, you're not doing it for the mill. Now you're doing it because you're being selfish, you know. Um, so I kind of I kind of struggle with that, you know. So I don't know if I ever play again. I'm not saying I will or I won't. Um, but that Ponderosa video was like almost that turning point just seeing my son's reaction. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause I never really seen him affected by me leaving him for that period of time. Yeah. That was the only time that I experienced it like face to face. Right. And I, when I played the two times, you know, I was 24 and 25 years old uh, when I played. And I, and I think about it sometimes of, you know, to do it, you know, as a parent now, you know, as a as a husband. And, it, you know, it really would be, you know, night and day to just like when I was out there, I was like, oh, you know, I miss my parents. And then to, you know, to leave my family to to go do it. It's, you know, a completely different ball game. Yeah. You know, yeah, doing it for them. A million dollars would be great. But aside of you, it says eh, you're almost being a little bit selfish there, you know. Um, so, yeah, but that's that's ifs. I mean, it is, you know. Yeah. Let me ask yeah. you this question. So a lot of people wanted to know how you called yourself uh, Bodega Tony. Uh, do you see any Bodega versions of other players in this cast? 
Well, first of all, I call myself Bodega Tony because I'm Dominican, and most Dominicans, we run the corner stores. We own Bodegas. Like, we run Bodegas, right? <laughs> so there ain't no Bodega Tonys out there because there's only been two Dominicans that ever played a game of Survivor, and that's Billy Garcia, and it's me, and that's it. And right now, I'm the king. I, I'm, I, I'm the Dominican king of Survivor since I lasted 30 days. Hopefully, another Dominican comes and actually wins the game, but there's no Bodegas, but there's a whole lot of uh, Walmarts, and there's a whole lot of um, Targets. Um I think, um, I don't know. I feel that uh, Sebastian, I think he's hit. You know, everyone's going to compare him to um, to the Malcolms and uh, uh, the the Aussies. Um, and I don't know. I, I You know, he, I think he, he, I don't know if I even call him Walmart. I think his social game is better than, than Aussie. So who knows? He might be the, you know. He might be uh, a better. Uh, he might be Ozzie a better. Could product. be Walmart Sebastian. It, it could happen. Like, <laughs> hey, I'm not a hater. Like, it could happen. I, I, I highly doubt it. You know, but um, Ozzy actually, actually, his first season, he made it to the final, didn't yeah. he? Yeah. Um. Yeah, that's a lot. So he's definitely. So, so uh, yeah. So Sebastian's definitely a Walmart Ozzy. Um, Brendan, I don't know. I get Brendan. Like, I think he could be like. Am I wrong? Am I like mixing him up with somebody? But I almost feel like a a Terry slash like Jeremy vibe from him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, um, I don't know. That's just that, that's what I see. Uh, Do- Dominic. I think people are comparing him to. Uh, he's definitely like a a Walmart Boston slash Tony, which is not bad. If you're like a Walmart comparison of them both combined, yeah. that's not really bad. That's like almost a Tajay. Like you know, what I'm saying you. You jumped a little bit, you know, um, you going for Walmart to target. So, um, I see that, um, desert, uh, Desi, I'm a, you know, Desi's my, one of my, you know, close friends from season 35. So I'm going to call her a Walmart Desi from the original Desi. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. but that's, that's about it. I, I don't know the rest of the plays. Like, uh, it's funny because is it her name? Jenna, Jenna, Jenna Bowman. Yeah. She reminds me so much of Ashley. Like, I don't know. No shots, Ashley, but she really does. I don't know why. Like, um, I sense like, like a Ashley, like very calm, like just going to go with the flow. Um, I'm not going to make a move, but you know, I'll do whatever you tell me to do. Like when she told Stephanie, like, yeah, I'll vote whatever, you know, whatever you tell me to do, I'm going to do. Um, I get a lot of vibes from her like that. You know, she, she wants to play a cutthroat game, but I don't think she's going to pull it off. Like, I, I don't see it. Um, but that's about it. I mean, everyone's, I mean, this cast is a unique cast. I feel like there's different, you know, um, what's his name? Uh, I'm, I'm horrible with names, but Bradley, Bradley could be like a, a Walmart Spencer. We didn't see much of him, but the way that he presented himself. Yeah. Well, he literally league. was passed over for Spencer. He was Spencer's understudy and they ended up picking Spencer for Kagiyan. Yeah, I love Bradley, though. I think he's just so cocky, and he's just, like, I like the dude. Like, I didn't think I was going to like him, but his pregame, like, I like cocky people. Like, he owns it. Like, if if, if you own who you are, I love it. Like, and I, th- and I think he owns who he is, um, and we didn't really get to see much of him, but I- I'm hoping to see that he is a character um, and pulls off some moves. And um, if he's anything like Spencer, he'll be great, because I think Spencer's great. Yeah. Joe, were you surprised that so many people paid attention to what you were eating last season, whether it was the uh, raw patata that you didn't want to eat? I got questions from uh, Timmy who says, how many steaks does Joe eat a week? How does he cook them? John Tinkham wants to know, uh, did you still eat your steak well done or did you start eating it the correct way? 
quo. Um, I don't eat beef anymore, but oh really? I Why? Myself, um, I don't really eat. I mean, my dad's a butcher. I mean, I get I eat beef all the time. But when I got back from uh, from feed from the game, I decided to do this whole like. Um, I just wanted to be like pescatarian. It was kind of Desi kind of convinced me like we were on the island and she spoke about it. I'm like, Oh sure. Let me try it. Um, and then it didn't work out for me. I did it probably for like five, six months and then I'm eating chicken again, but beef, I just try to stay away from beef. Mm -hmm. Um, but I did buy myself a brand new grill, you know, so yeah, there's going to be a whole lot of well done. Let me repeat oh, myself. I get it. Oh, this uh, is another, you're trolling people and telling everybody nah, that well is, done is, is the way to go. I'm telling you, this is facts. I mean, I will, I will tweet, I will tweet some pics, but I mean, on the island, I think I sent back a few steaks because they weren't well done. Like this is, I like well done steaks. Like that's how I'm going to eat it. Um, as far as like the batata, I was like, yo, once again, I'm, I'm Dominican. I'm from an island. So I, I'm, I'm well comfortable. Done. Yeah. I, it's, we have water, right? We have fire. Why are we eating anything raw? Like there's no reason to eat anything raw. Um, <laughs> So, yeah, I'm still eating cooked food. If that's the question, yes, I prefer my food cooked. <laughs> and if it's burnt, even better. All right. Will from America wants to know, what's the point of making a fake idol if you're just going to put it in the real parchment, which you only could have gotten by finding a real idol? If the point of it was to just get Chris to trust him, why does it matter if the idol he shows him is real or not? Is Dominic getting too cute? Uh, nah, Dom, he, he's another ugly dude like Mike. Nah, I'm saying, um, <laughs> wow. Dom is not shots cute. fired, Joe. I, I like Dom. Honestly, he's, uh, I, he plays, a, I think he's going to play like a, an aggressive game, right? He's already out there looking for idols at night. Like, you know, shout out to Dom. Like, I hope he goes far. Um, it's that East coast swag. Once again, like I, I get him, he gets me, I get him. Um, no, I think what's, what's going on with Dom it, maybe I'm misreading it, but like myself, you're finally out there. I think he has an aggressive personality. That's his East Coast swag. And I think he just wants to play and he has an opportunity to play and he found something he could play with. And he's like a little kid at a store that got a, you know, that just got his uh, a toy that he wanted. He has a toy and he wants to flash it. And he wants to do something with it. So we don't know what he's going to do with it. I mean, people are knocking him, but if he pulls off some crazy stunt, People are going to be like, oh, I love him, you know, so damned if you do, damned if you don't. I don't know why he 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 did it, because it's it's very clear to Chris that something's up and that Dom does have an idol. What I think happened. Is Chris called him out and said, I know you have an idol. I saw you looking for it and something tells me you have it. And then Dominic was like, yo, I, I have to give him something before he goes around and buries me and tells everyone that I had the idol. So let me at least attempt to establish a relationship um, with him. And I think that's the route that Dom's going. I mean, there has to be a reason why he did it. I don't see him as an idiot. Um, so we just have to wait and see how that comes out. Joe, if we brought back Mr. Survivor, would you be on the panel and uh, help us judge who the good looking guys are? Mr. Survivor? Am yeah. I lost? Am I Mr. That's what we used to do. We used to have Miss Survivor and Mr. Survivor. Really? Yeah. Um, how long ago was this? This was a couple of years ago. A couple years ago. We should shut it down. Oh, well, there's a reason why they shut it down then. <laughs> um, so would You're I be like on the, the panel? Uh, would I be on the Listen, man. One of my favorite things to do is to people watch. And the reason why I love the people watch because I love talking junk, mm -hmm. talking shit. So, yeah, if I could be on a panel and talk shit all day, I'll go for it. Like, yeah, why not? Yeah.
uh, <laughs> Joe, I'm on your Twitter and I see, uh, tell me about, uh, your bowling prowess, man. I'm a beast. I'm a beast. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I, I played like two games. I ended up well, again, like, uh, what do you call it? Uh, a Turkey. No, yeah. I did have Turkey. I got four strikes in a row. Uh, multiple games like I'm I'm a beast I don't bowl that often I mean I went I went I think I bowl like once once uh, um once a year twice a year but if I do anything good yeah I'm gonna blow it up so I had to throw it on social media let people know that you know Dominicans bowl as well we don't just play baseball and uh you know so yeah black <laughs> no power I guess are you a baseball player Absolutely not. I hate baseball. Absolutely hate baseball. It's boring. I don't get it. Um, as a kid, I, I played it because I, I guess I had to play it. Um, but um, my mom kind of forced me to play it. And uh, I rebelled and I said, hey, I'm not playing this game. And I decided to play football. So here they are, you know, telling me to play baseball. It's in your blood. It's in your genes. And then here I am playing American football. But um, yeah, I'm not a big baseball. I'm actually really not big on sports at all. Like I'll play it. You know, through high school, I play yeah. sports, but as far as watching it, nah, you know, I'd rather talk about Grey's Anatomy than talk about. <laughs> Are you a big Grey's Anatomy fan? Yeah, that, that's my show right there. That's why I, I watch a lot of TV. Like, there's things about me that you'd be like, nah, he's trolling. Like, I ain't trolling, bro. Like, I'm, I'm that dude sitting there watching Team Mom and, and arguing and talking junk. Like, that's that's me. Like, Who's I your watch- favorite character on Grey's Anatomy? Um, I love Meredith. Like you fall in love. You can stick with the classics. You have to like, um, um, I'm horrible with names, but Who would um, win Grey's Anatomy survivor. Um, well, he's, he's already dead, but he would win. He, uh, what do they call him? McDreamy. McDreamy. Yeah. <laughs> he will pull it off. You know, everyone would just fall in love with them and He'll pull it off if I, you know, McDreamy will win it. What? It's entertaining that I watch. Yeah, that's, I, I think that's funny. I, you watch crazy. I'm sure Nicole makes it. You- My wife watches it. Yeah, that's what every guy says. <laughs> I would tell you. I I admit to a, a plenty of embarrassing stuff. I would tell you if I watch Grey's Anatomy. What, uh, this Is Us, you watch that? Nah, that's not. Nah. You know what it is? Um, who's the writer of like Grey's and Sh- something Williams? Shonda? Yeah, is it Shonda? Uh, Shonda Rhimes. Rhimes. There you go. She. Did, I mean, she's just amazing. I watch all her shows. So I watch um, Scandal. And I watch uh, How to Get Away with Murder. So I watch those. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think she's good. So yeah. Okay. And then I got uh, one other question for you. Uh, this is from. Another one of our listeners uh, named Dr. Mike, uh, he wants to know, uh, amazing race. This is not Mike, is, is it? <laughs> yeah. There's no, there's no avoiding this dude. Like, are you serious, Mike? He texted me this question. This is, uh, okay, amazing race. Steven and Rob versus Joe and Mike versus Chris and Seabass. Either Seabass, Chrissy, or Sebastian. Who wins? What? <laughs> that had to be a that had to be a mic question. It makes no sense. So what's the pairs? It's it's you and Fishy, it's Seabass and and Chris, and where does Chrissy come into play? Chrissy and who? I mean, it might have been Chris, that either Chris or Chrissy. I think he's saying. So uh, let, let's just keep it keep it to the, the pairs that uh, make sense. He just had to throw Chrissy in there, I think. Um, and then it's me and Mike. Yeah, coconuts wow. versus know it alls versus uh, the Florida Bros. <laughs> Florida Bros. All right, first of all, 
these Florida bros, I don't know about them. Like I said, Florida people, tie, you know, they're kind of weird. So I think, um, I think Mike and I think Mike and I, I think we'll pull it off. Yeah, you guys compliment each other well. Yeah, it would be. It would. I. I don't know. I think I would quit mid mid game. I'd be like, I can't deal with this dude. Mike is nonstop. Like it's, <laughs> it's just nonstop. His stories, like I. We hear the podcast. His stories are just they go left. Like we could be talking about pizza. He'll start talking about. Oh, one of my clients came in with a pizza stuck on his penis. How do you get pizza stuck on it? Like, oh, he burned his penis eating pizza or something. Like, hey, Mike, I bet it happened. I bet it happened. That's the sad part. Like, it, he's not lying about it. But no one wants to talk about penis when they're eating pizza. It just doesn't go hand in hand. But uh, it's, that's Mike. I'm tired of Mike's questions, man. I just All right. You have a lot of questions. It. <laughs> He'll probably end up calling me too. Like, hey, did Rob tell you? Did he um, give you the questions I gave? Yes, He's Mike. Excited. Oh, how did you answer? I love Mike, man. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. Um, I'm just playing with Look, Mike. Is, this, I'll take. Mike is, I, I prefer it over people that uh, want nothing to do with a podcast. I'm always happy when people want to, you know, uh, get in here and uh, you know play around with this uh, nonsense that I'm doing. Oh no! I, I, Mike will do it every day. If you give him the opportunity, Mike will jump over that any day. Like Mike loves that. Like he's. It's funny because at, at the finale, we had an opportunity to interact with with the fans, and we did these little um, challenges. Yeah, man, it, we were supposed to just like participate for ten minutes. Oh no, Mike was eating that. Up. He thought he was and like it was. It was a true challenge. He was out there just, uh, man, Mike, I, I love Mike, though. Never He's underestimate just, Dr. Mike. But no one underestimates him. <laughs> <laughs> That's in his own mind. That's in his mind. Yeah. All right. Well, Joe Mana, great getting to uh, catch up. You can follow Joe Benji 83. What's Benji? Uh, so my middle name is Benjamin. That's why I voted for Ben for y'all. Just oh, is that it? <laughs> that was why? Uh, that was why, right? Um, so my middle name is Benjamin. So obviously in Hispanic uh, families, we all have nicknames. So uh, Benjamin turned into Benji. So my family calls me Benji. Okay. All right. Well, yeah. Joe, anything else you want to get off your chest while you're here? Um, no, just um, expect me to keep trolling. Uh, shout out to Reddit. They 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 love to hate me. I love y'all. Um, and uh, do they take you it. too seriously? I think anyone that takes me seriously, it, it's I like I mentioned before, it's a two way street. Like if if you're gonna dish it out, um, you have to expect Survivor players to to give it back to you. I mean, most Survivor players, believe it or not, they avoid Reddit, they avoid Facebook, they avoid all social media. They get because bummed out. They get bummed out. People say some really nasty things. I'm just the opposite. I have tough skin and I love it and I'll run with it. You know, um, people always say that life, uh, not life. I just, yeah, I'd love to argue. I love <laughs> it's to give it back. I, I do it. In, I do it every day in my day to day. I do it with my friends. I do it with my family. So why not continue doing it on social media? But, um, yeah, just, uh, yeah, I have nothing else to say. I mean, thank you for having me. Uh, I was, I was excited. I am excited for being on, um, I think we, you know, we spoke about different topics. Um, I'm excited about this season and uh, hopefully I, I get to play again down the road and you can have me again and hopefully I come back as the winner and see what happens.
Well, here's where I want you to come back next. I, I want you to come in and be a guest judge on the Wandoff this season. Oh, what? Yeah, I, I would love that. The Wandoff. I don't know why people hate the Wandoff. Like, just have fun with it. Like, he, I, there's enough coverage about, you know, recaps. Like, the Wanda is just something different. And people are creative and people love it. And, and plus, you know, um, I mean, I, I think many Survivor players love it, you know? Yeah, it's a lot. We try to have fun. We, you know, get, everything gets very serious. And then at the end of the week, we like to, you know, have fun with it. And uh, it cracks us up. So uh, that's probably uh, 90% of the reason why we do it. Yeah, I mean, I, and people are creative. And some of the stuff needs to get mentioned. Like, I think that this should be like a Grammy Award, like just for the one, <laughs> uh, a separate celebrity. Yeah. yeah. You, so having, these people could sing like that, that uh, douchey guy. Like, I'm not lying to you. Like, it is. It is saved. It is programmed into my car. Like it's, I had, it's, it's programmed. I listened to it once in a blue. Call me crazy. is just, it's a, it's, it's a good song. The dude could sing. I'm sure yeah. he could make a cover or something else. I mean, the guy's talented, <laughs> right. you know, but what I like about it, what I think is cool is, you know, uh, a guy like that, Adam, who makes that song, you know, you he's, at, he's at his house and he makes this song. And then, uh, you know, a day later, the guy that's on Survivor is on Twitter singing the song that he made. And I think, it's, you know, you don't get that from like, oh, let me tweet to this person. It's, it's like, a, I think it's a really fun way to interact with uh, the people that are on the show. Yeah, I um, I want to hear the remix to that. I'm sure there's a douchey guy this season. And it would be, be good to to get the remix on that. Uh, I don't know who it's going to be. It could be Dom. You know, Dom's already kind of made a, a douchey move, which yeah. I don't think is. She moved, but uh, or it could be Chris. I, I I'll put my money on Chris. I'll put my money on Chris. Yeah. All right, uh, Joe. Do you have a hashtag for people and that listen to this whole podcast? Actually, uh, hashtag. I got I got some beef with Wiggler. Actually, oh, I got why? Some, yeah, we got beef. The beef why, is he messed up his rocket ship. <laughs> yeah, he called me the fake Tony. I'm not the fake. I'm the bodega Tony. I mean, he called me the bodega Tony. But there was a lot of fake Tonys in there. Like, you know, mm-hmm. he was like, oh, Tony, fake Tony. So we got beef. Nah, I got no beef with him. But it was interesting. Um, that was that was amazing work, you know. Yeah, uh, I people gave should go beef. check out the last part. of. I said it at the opening of this podcast. Go check out the last part of First One Out. And I, I don't even want to say too much about it. But you were going to don't turn it off until the end and then get back to me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Good stuff. Yeah. All right. Uh, Joe, thank you so much. All the best, buddy. Okay. I appreciate it. Thank you. All right. There you have it. Joe Mena here on the podcast. And uh, like, I had a lot of fun talking to Joe. I know that he is uh, not everybody's cup of tea, but uh, you know, I'll tell you what, I like that he comes on and, you know, he tells you what he's thinking and not everybody is going to do that. You know, a lot of people will sort of like a uh, couch and not really tell you what they uh, really just, uh, they don't say anything. You might not agree with what he has to say, but uh, at least he's out there uh, saying what he thinks. So I appreciate that candor on the podcast. All right. So Here's where we're going from here. Uh, we got the voicemails coming up with Randy Bailey, another guy who's going to tell you how he feels. Uh, a lot of candor coming from Randy Bailey. We're going to go ahead and get him on the feedback show coming up. So get your voicemails in. You've got until Saturday for that. Rob is a website.com slash voicemail or 323-282-RHAP. You can also email the show, survivor at Rob has a website. 
Com. That's coming up. And then the Wiggle Room is going to be on Monday. Get those submissions in. Wiggle Room at RobHasWebsite.com. Now, if you're the kind of person who's still listening to the podcast this far into it, you know, two hours into the podcast, you are the kind of person that I am talking to right now about being a patron of Rob Has a Podcast. Because uh, you may not even realize this. Hey, you are a uh, great listener of Rob Has a Podcast. And if you're thinking about, hey, hey, maybe I, it's time to take the next step in my RHAP listening, then maybe becoming a patron of Rob Has a Podcast is for you that we have two extra podcasts that we do for the patrons every single week, the patron five for five, and then also the Facebook Friday where people call in from the Facebook group and we do a video chat for like 90 minutes, two hours over the course of the weekend, Friday, or if I can't do it on a Friday, we do it on a Saturday or a Sunday. We have the monthly patron cast and then all of the other incentives that we have for people who want to become a patron of Rob has a podcast. So if that sounds like something that might be interesting to you to be a part of this community that we are building, go ahead and go to Rob has a website.com slash patron. You can watch a video about everything we have going on and check out all of the different incentives we have for you to become a patron of Rob has a podcast. Rob has a website.com slash patron. Best time to come on is at the start of the survivor season. All right. Have a good one, everybody. Thanks so much to Scott St. Pierre for putting this all together. Take care, everyone. Have a good one. Bye. Joe's mess of everything for someone on the yellow tribe. Well, he's not done much healing. I know Purple Desi to bypass the person throwing deuces right across our face. But believe us when we say. That we thought the whole thing out when we decided who should stay. It's not spaghetti or well done steaks that explain why we kept in the douchey guy. Cause his social game instincts no Keep track of all the things that he's done, but when